0: what took you off course? What made you detour? What made you forget the dream? What made you forget the, the vision? The emotion when you first said, yo, I want to be wealthy, fam. I want to accomplish that goal. I want my financial freedom. You cannot have financial freedom when every day you go through life a financial slave. And the thing about that is you actually have the keys to free yourself. It's the habits that are keeping you the problem is, in most cases, when we see pain, when we feel pain, immediately we won't get rid of it. And that immediate response, we don't always do what's right. We do whatever eliminates the pain. But, Jose, what if the pain was the prerequisite to purpose? Uh, man? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. Welcome to episode 72 of Trappin' the Jose, we here! Man, each and every week we dedicated to helping you build your legacy, helping you to construct a dope blueprint, but most importantly, to help you change the dynamics of your family. Man, this week gonna be a special week because we got a lot of dope stuff to talk about. We got Bitcoin running. We got a, a bank that sell coffee, that coffee ain't brewing. We got NVIDIA doing some amazing things that they trying to bypass what America got going on. And then you already know, man, it's going to be a dope night because I'm getting on the whiteboard again. do let me out. So I just want you to know, if you ain't ready for that type of action, don't get out the car. Listen to all my people that's new to the channel. Listen, welcome. Come home and we'll have a seat at the table. A family that eat together can eat together. One of my partners told me that a long time ago, and I definitely appreciate it for that. Listen, I am going to start off tonight by saying that wealth is truly a puzzle that must be pieced together bit by bit. It's like when you look at those boxes, Jose, when you go in the store and you look at the box and it got, you see what the puzzle's supposed to look like. You understand what it's supposed to look like, but after you understand it, and, The the reason why you bought it, you bought the box and you bought because you was like, yo, I can do that. I can do that. And you know it's going to be a little challenging, but you accept the challenge. You accept the challenge because something in you says, I have the mental fortitude to put that together. Now, the dope part about that is in putting it together, you actually don't give yourself a timeline. I've never given myself a timeline when it came to putting a puzzle together. I just said, I can do that. And the wealth game is the same way. We're looking at people who we perceive as wealthy and we say to ourselves, I can do that. We don't care about the timeline in which they said they could do it. We don't care about how many people it took to do it. But what we do say is, I can do that. So at what point on the journey do you start giving yourself this specific timeline that disrupts your peace, your happiness, and your capabilities? I just want you to go back to the moment where you said, yo, I can do that. Tonight I want you to go back to the moment when the idea of building wealth became important to you. I want you to, like not now, I'm talking about that raw moment when you first conceived the idea that this thing is what I'm going to pursue. What what did that, and how far have you drifted off from that moment? Jose, this morning I was in the car on my way to the gym And I I had a conversation about being able to disrupt certain patterns in your life that don't serve you at the highest level. So the one thing I try to do every day is adapt a new habit that serves me at a high level. It starts with the way I think and see a certain thing. For example, when it comes to eating certain food, if I know I'm working out, no matter how good that food tastes, I tell myself this in my head, that food going to make your ass fat, bro. That food going to make you be built like a sack of potatoes, bro. You 41, bro. If you eat that, bro, it ain't going to serve. And, bro, that food going to cause some type of deformality in you. And at 41, it's a little harder to fight that than it was at 22. Do you show you won't drink that? Do you show you won't eat that? Do you show you won't consume that? So immediately what I did was I associated that with something bad. I painted a picture of it in my head and it said, no, we not doing that. We're not doing that. Well, Trap, you just talking to yourself. No, what I'm doing to myself is I'm associating the thing that I don't want to do with something bad. Here's what happens when you do that. You start to program yourself in the way that says even when you get the urge, if you knock the urge off about five or six times in a row, you've created a new pattern. So we've not learned how to do is create patterns in our life that serve us. In order to build wealth, you got to create wealthy habits. In order to become a great investor, you got to create great investment habits. You cannot build wealth with poor habits. Now you talking about creating rich slaves. You talking about going against everything you say you want. And y'all know my favorite saying, you got to change for what you say you want or you got to change what it is you say you want. You got to change that. So if I go back to the beginning of this, I'm asking you a question. Let's go back to the moment when you truly envisioned, yo, I want build wealth. When you truly told yourself, man, this is the game that I want to play. And how far have you drifted off from that? But then I want to go a little deeper. I want to go a little deep, like I want to ask you a a real intimate question right now. And that question is, what distracted you? What took you off course? What made you detour? What made you forget the dream? What made you forget the, the vision? The emotion when you search say, yo, I want to be wealthy, fam. I want to accomplish that goal. I want my financial freedom. You cannot have financial freedom when every day you go through life a financial slave. And the thing about that is you actually have the keys to free yourself. It's the habits that are keeping you in prison. It's the the habits that are keeping you enslaved. It's the habits That's keeping you in bondage. We've heard the old saying, Jose, we all got the same 24 hours. We heard that and it seemed cliche until you start to realize and you ask yourself, I challenge everybody here to ask yourself, what am I doing with my 24? What am I doing? Is my 24 serving me or am I serving the 24? That's what I want you to ask yourself. Am am I serving the 24 or is the 24 serving me? Are we taking advantage of it? I think a couple weeks ago, Jose, I got up and one morning I just woke up and I never did nothing like this. I woke up, I opened my eyes and I just took a deep breath and I was like, man, thank you, God. And I hadn't did that in like forever because for some reason I woke up that morning with so much gratitude and I remember that everybody don't get that, that first L. So many people, so many people take that first breath for granted. And I heard this saying, Jose, st- I heard it like a month ago and it's been sticking with me. It says, a dying man has one wish while a healthy man has plenty. I can't even take credit for that one. It was too profound. You know how something be so good, you was you made it up. I was like, golly, but it put so much stuff in perspective for me. Because when you're healthy, when, when you have this, this lust for life. Right? You want this, you want that. You take so many things for granted. But when you on your deathbed or when you're dying or when you're sickly, you only got one wish. You got one wish, it's to be better. You got one wish, stay alive. But what happens if every day you lived with that one wish and that one wish was, how do I be better? That's it. That's it. It's nothing else but how do I be better? How do I evolve? How do I become more passionate? How do I I go after my dream? How do I go after the things that I truly love? How can I be better? Because I've said this, comfort is the death of a thousand joys. And it's prolific because we get comfortable in life and then we begin to overindulge in the things that we enjoy. And that alone can cause lack of progress, lack of growth. That can cause those things. But I want us to I want us to take moments, I want us to take moments where we aren't, where we aren't as comfortable. I, I want us to take moments where we walk to the unfamiliar territory. I want us to, listen, when I think about unfamiliar territory, I truly go back and I think about Jacob, Jose. During the phantom, famine, I'm sorry, during the famine, during the famine, he says to his sons, don't sit here and die. Go to Egypt. Why was that prolific, Jose? Because they had to go through the desert. They had to go through a dry place. They had to go through a place where nothing was but death. But they went there on a mission and they went there with purpose. What happens when you walk through your dry place with purpose? Who was is gonna come, Jose? What happens when you walk through your dry place with purpose? What happens when you walk through your dry place with an end result that you have in mind. What happens when you look at the box and you say, I can do this? The drive place is taking the pieces and figuring out how they go on the puzzle. That's the drive place. You saw the box. You had the vision. You understood what was necessary of you. You understood what was required of you. And then you went into the drive place and said, I'm going to just put the pieces together. This one don't fit. That's all right. You ain't never once thought about quitting. You said, I'm going to do it till I get it done. Repetition is the master of getting the skill. Come on, man. We talking about going through the dry place for purpose. So when they talk about a recession, I get happy. That's the dry place. They talk about these these are the repercussions behind stepping off from your job. These are the repercussions behind going all in on your dream. What's the repercussions behind going all in on yourself? You know what that is? Turmoil turbulence. That's the dry place. But I can guarantee you if you ask any person who's acquired any type of greatness, whether it's money, whether it's status, whether it's power, whether it's whatever dream they had, they will tell you the minute I decided to go all in on myself, I had to step into the dry place. Stepping into the dry place is a prerequisite to greatness. Damn. Stepping into the dry place is a prerequisite to greatness, Jose. How many people get discouraged in the dry place? How many people get discouraged in the wilderness? How many how many people get discouraged, Jose, when everything that they thought was comfortable, everything that they rely, is taken away from you? You in the dry place. You in the wilderness. What, what what do most people do in the wilderness? They quit. Most people in the wilderness retreat not knowing, not knowing if you endure just a little bit longer. So pain and suffering is two completely different things. Pain and suffering is two completely different things. So if we think about a broken bone, right? Initially, there's the pain. Ah, it broke. But if you don't get it fixed, if you don't get it treated, the pain turns to what? Suffering. But if you endure the suffering long enough to get to the hospital, they can do what? Put a cast on it, wrap it, help it heal. So we'll 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 associate pain with the initial response to affliction. We'll we'll relate suffering to enduring the journey. We'll relate suffering to enduring. We'll relate suffering to staying in the journey until we can get it fixed. The problem is, in most cases, when we see pain, when we feel pain, immediately we won't get rid of it. And that immediate response, we don't always do what's right. We do whatever eliminates the pain. But, Jose, what if the pain was the prerequisite to purpose? What if pain was the bridge and you had to overcome suffering to get the purpose, Jose? What if the pain was necessary? What if the pain catapulted you to greatness? So I'm going to ask you this question. Question is simple. What is it that's distracting you? And is it the pain that's keeping you from locking in? Is it the pain of the unknown? Is it the pain of what is gonna cost you? See, the pain show up in different ways, Jose we got kids, we don't want and I'm not saying everybody an entrepreneur, but when we got kids, we use the kids as the pain. I don't want to walk away because I got to feed my kids. I don't want to walk away from the job because I I got the bills. But what happens if you walk away for a season and you bet on yourself and you can now take care of your family for a lifetime? What we cannot do on this journey what we cannot do on this journey is let a momentary inconvenience turn into generational punishment. We talking about a a temporary a temporary inconvenience Jose because if we look at our track record what we do realize is this and everything that we've went through up until this point, at some point or another, we didn't overcame. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. Some winters last longer. Some summers last longer. Some springs last longer. But what is inevitable in life is we still got to go through each season. We cannot duck that. We cannot run away from that. So when you see somebody win it, you know what I always say, Jose? That's their season. I don't know what season I'm in. I may be in winter, I may be in spring, I may be in fall, I may be in summer. I'm in this season, they in that season. That's cool. I'm not worrying about when that season's going to change. I'm just trying to figure out how do I endure whatever season I'm in so I can get to the next one. So I'm in, I'm ready for winter. I'm ready for spring. I'm ready for summer. I'm ready for fall. And that little break in between that's called autumn. I'm ready for all the season because I know in order to be great, I must be able to navigate each season correctly. What season are you in? What season of your life are you in? Are things tough for you right now? Are things hard right now? Are you getting uh adversity after adversity, obstacle after obstacle, hardship after hardship? Oh, you in winter. You in winter. You in winter what do you do in winter, Jose? You're going to get a jacket. You get some boots. You, you, you get ready. All right, I'm in winter. What happens if we change the perspective? Like, bet, I'm in winter. But if I endure winter, man, that's spring? What, what, what does the spring mean? What happens in springtime? Renewal. New roses, new flowers, new plants, new vegetation. You put the winter clothes up. And then after spring, what happens? What do we get? Summer. Oh, we're outside. We rejoicing. Here's the thing: we know after that what comes next? Fall. And then summer. I mean, then winter. And then we go through the cycle again. It's life. It's the journey. We can't avoid it. Appreciate every season and you can change your life just by your perspective on how you navigate the seasons. When I'm in fall, you already know what's happening in fall. You start seeing the little things happen. Okay, it's getting a little colder. Okay, it's a little bit of adversity coming. It's not a lot, it's just a little bit. I I done done took the the white beaters off. I done took the, the tank tops off. I done shorts off. Okay, it's jogging pants season now. You dress appropriately. Your perspective appropriate. I remember, Jose, going through my trial. Now, I'm going to get to the show. I remember going through my trials, Jose, and I remember, like, being scared in trials. One of the most scariest moments in my life, bro, going through trial. I was so scared going to trial, bro, because, like, none of it was in my hands. And, bro, I remember this one day, Jose, I'll never forget it. My lawyer told me something. He said, listen, John Fuller, he said, you keep hearing me say certain stuff because I'm like, bro, why you keep making a judge tell you, uh, all in the court and the, and the DA keeps saying objection and, bro, why you keep saying that stuff? Why you keep saying stuff to make the people angry? You, you tripping. And he said something to me, he said, listen to me, you cannot unhear something once you heard it. You said, He's looking on that table. And they see what they see. And we can't take that away. They want them to see that. But they also cannot unhear the things that I say. And what I need you to do is no matter what I say, no matter what I do, I need you to sit here and act like you're going home. And I promise you, in that moment, after that recess, I said, oh, it's going to be springtime. (laughs) We going home. Oh, it's going to be this winter. And through that season, bro, I swear, bro, I was sad. I was moving through life like I'm about to go to jail. I'm like, damn, bro, I'm about to go do 25 years, bro. God damn, bro. The people keep telling the people I'm urban trained and all this old crap. The man just kept on saying certain stuff, bro but when he told me that, I need you to sit there and act like you're going home. And, bro, it just shifted my whole mentality. And I adapted that mentality like, bro, I'm going home. I'm going home. And I sat there and I was like, yep. 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 Writing in my little tab script, the same thing we doing here, look. Yep. Just writing stuff, sending them notes... Writing notes saying, thank you, Send it to him. Writing notes saying, God bless, sending it to him. Writing notes to myself, man, I'm going home. What you going to do tomorrow? I'm going to sleep. I'm writing to myself. I'm going to sleep tomorrow. Boy, I'm about to cry. I'm going to sleep for eight hours. Oh, I'm going to call you, girl. I'm going to call my, I'm literally writing to myself. I wish I still had that tablet. I was writing to myself like I was going, bro, that changed my perspective. I said, I'm going home. People ain't about to lie. I'm going home. And guess what? Not guilty. Not guilty. I changed my perspective. I changed my feeling in my heart. Literally started writing, boy, you free. Boy, you going home. This is what you're doing tomorrow. I'm going to Broaden Banks and give me a gumbo with a grilled cheese and a Big Shot. Boy, that thing going to taste good. I'm going to see my people in Ban Rouge. I want some of my A.T. into Etouffee. I ain't thought nothing about prison, bruh. And bruh, my winter went to spring. And I sprung up out them people courthouse. And I ain't looked back since, bruh. So I'm just telling you if it's your winter, think about how much you're going to enjoy spring. And every day I want you to think about how much you're going to enjoy spring after the winter over with. I want you to start picking out spring clothes. I want you to start picking out sundress season. I want you to start picking them out. What, the, what your back don't look like? You, I'm going to go to the gym and work on my back. I want you to start thinking about what spring season going to look like. The problem is we overindulge in winter too long. We give winter too much credit. We, we give winter too much credit. We know it's cold as well. I don't care. This ain't my first winter. This is my 41st one. This ain't my first, I've overcome every winter. This is my 41st one. What we doing? It's bought boy Wall Street Chapman, man. Episode 72 in the week, man. Let's get to it, man. It's winter. I can't wait to spring. It's sundress season. Take that how you want. Take it how you want. Bring it how you feel. get it real. High boys on it. Ooh, It's
1: sundress season!
0: I love a good sundress season. I don't care what they talking about. I love gold, but I love sundresses too. Gotta find balance, baby. B, you gotta find balance. Me and B talked about this earlier. There's a difference between uh... Lusting and overindulgence, right? Like if I see it, I'm a. That ah, ain't nice. I'm a. I ain't gonna stay too long. I don't want indulge. I don't want indulge but I gotta, I gotta, uh, I got to compliment her. I appreciate the sundress. I appreciate the sundress, queen. And I'ma call her the Queen. i am appreciate the sundress Queen.
2: Put that,
0: that thing. Oh, your head high. You worked hard for that sundress all winter. <laughs> you gotta love this show, man. You gotta love this show. All right, man. Listen, to, uh, episode episode seventy-two. Jose, what's our name this week? Oh, you already know. We no. financial morphia. <laughs> Episode 72, Financial Dysmorphia. So in case you don't know what that is, it is, oh, I said that a couple weeks ago. You think you schlick. Financial dysmorphia is when you're in one place financially, but you think you're in another place. Right? I ain't mad at you for seeing your spring while you're in your winter. But don't spin like you in spring when you and wins. Understand it. All right, y'all, listen. If you're right here, I need you to do something for me. I need you to come to the Wall Street Looks Like Us Now network on YouTube. And if you on the YouTube, we worthy of a like. Get your likes up right quick, y'all. We got a dope show tonight. Get our likes up. Let us know y'all love us. Let us know y'all, y'all heard that intro just now. And I want y'all to know something. These intros be top of the head. I be needing y'all to know that. Like, I'm like, they're going to they hate me for this one, B. They've to hate me for this one, B. I'm like the 2001 Wheezy when he went to the booth, he wrapped the paper up, he said, I'm going to just get it out of my head. Thousand bars, B. Thousand bars, off the head, all feeling. This is what we doing. Throw any beat on. All right, listen. Yeah, they be off the head. They be off the cuff, y'all. They be off the cuff. Uh, definitely, man, listen, we got 245 people on here. Let me see y'all in the chat. Let me know y'all here. It ain't that hard. It ain't that hard to just maneuver over there, right? Help us get the likes up. Help us get the engagement on YouTube like we need. We trying to build a channel. Uh, get the likes up. Let's go, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. When y'all get in the chat, I need you to say, we here, trap." We here, trap. All right, y'all. What's good, fam? Y'all know Trap episode. Oh, that brain up a little bit. Screen. All right, all right, all right, yep, right there, brother. All right, man. So we got a dope episode this weekend, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's just let's just holler at our people right quick, Jose. Right, Michelle, London, Logan. What's good? Springs of Water was good. Do Brown was good. Khadija was good. Uh, Jaquan was good. 21 full Slaughter. 214 Slaughter was good. Indianapolis was good. Uh, Eric was good. I'll try to read the chat right quick. I can't look at the camera. I got to read the chat right quick. I can't look at the camera and read the chat. That ain't going to work. Uh, Eric Gray, what's good? Zach, what's up, family? Uh, Chance Davis, what's good? I just want to holler. Can I take a minute to just holler at our people? I just want to holler at our people. Tasha, what's good? Jay Nola, what's good? Timothy Davis, what's good? Demond Brando, what's good? Oh, shout for the Super Chat. I see you, family. We just want to holler at our people. Shazam X was good. I saw my guy Tay... Zay up in the building was good. Got a CEO, you know I'm a you, CU family. Curtis Taylor was good. Carlos 14, Carlos Davis 14, I see you. I just want to holler at my people for a second. Chocolate B, I see you. Tamara Buchanan, I see you. I just want to holler at my people, Jose, that's all. They show up every week, bro. Can we just give our people some love? Right? Dying Yeezy, I see you. Hold up, y'all got to slow down. Jesus, They going fast. <laughs> Sheree, I see you. Tori, we see you, Queen. Nino Brown, I see you. KJ Big, I see you. Henry Hustle, oh, I like that. I see you. Jojo Soto, I see you. Malik Smith, ma- what did Malik <laughs> now what Malik say? Now, that's the other Malik. Pancake, 205, I see you. Jared Howard, I see you. Darius Gamble, I see you. Just want to let y'all know I see y'all, man. The New American Dream. Shout out for the Super Chat. I see, man, I appreciate the Super Chat family. I just want y'all to know that. All right, man. Let's get to it, man. So, oh, shout out to another Super Chat. Hey, we appreciate the Super Chat, y'all. Lake Charles in the building. I worked out there. I see you. Trap you the truth. I see you. Jose, I just want to tell my people we see them. Right, right quick, we want to shout out to all our, So, all right, let me say something right quick before we get into the show. Shout out to all our people that listen to us on the audio, man. Jose be dropping that heat rock. And Jose, look at our numbers. Because I need y'all to, I need y'all, Jose going to drop the thing in the chat. I need y'all to go download it on your Apple phones. Hattiesburg in the building. The reason why I need y'all to download it, man, is because, yo, let's get get it up. Let's get it up. I know we got a lot to talk about tonight. I don't want to just do that. We're number 48, we're number and we're number 142. So we was 174 last week, so we at 148. 48 we're at 48. we have at 48 on investing, 142 in business. and waterfront two in business. So check this out. So y'all telling me there's 141 shows better than us. That's what y'all telling us. I don't believe it. I don't I don't believe there's 141 shows better than us. So, what I need y'all to do is, man, go to your streaming device, Apple, and go download as many episodes as you can and follow the show. Just follow the show and then come right here. Let's get the likes up, you. All right, Jose, let's get to it, man. All right, man, y'all know we like to start off with our what? Mantra. Like start off with our mantra, man. Let's go, man. If you're new here, man, this is what we live by. If we new here, this is what we live by. If you if you old here, this is what we live by. All right, let's get to it, man. And the reason why we put it over our heart is because we we a pledge of leading to something good. We a pledge. Shout out to the super chat. I said, "Oh y'all, oh y'all showing love tonight? Y'all showing up tonight? I like it. All right, let's go. I am a certified Wall Street trapper." I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I'm more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all chains that anchor me from that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I've turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper and Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Hi, right, Jose. We are 37 minutes in, Jose, and we got 2,000 people in the chat. Jose, this could be a 3,500 night. We could get 3,500 people in the chat. I need y'all to get the likes up, and I need y'all to share. I need y'all to get the likes up, and let's share. We could get 3,500 people in the chat tonight. Jose, watch this. I'm going to do something. I'm about to do something, Jose. You ain't going to like this. If we get 3,500 people in the chat tonight, we're gonna pick 10 people out the live and send them $50. 10 people. That's my Christmas gift. I mean, they got a chat. If we get 10 people, if we get 3,500 people in the chat tonight, that's 1,500 more people. I'm gonna take 10 people and give them $50. And we're going to just pick their name. We're going to just tell them, once we hit $3,500, we are going to just start saying, sludge it cash out. We ain't even going to. We just going to pick. Da, 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 da. Shout out to the queen, Nat. You hear me? Shout out for the super chat. I ain't going to lie, bro. I got to give her a props, bro. Like, Nat is so consistent, bro. She's 72 weeks in with 72 got doggone super chats, bro. Let's shout out to the queen. Man. Shout out to the queen. I ain't going to lie. She hold me down. I ain't going to lie, dawg. She need representing. And I just got my watermelon tea, so I'm about to be detoxing on y'all. I'm getting ready for Christmas. I'm about to detox for two weeks, cub. Yeah! Flushing it out! Two weeks! Let's go, Chance Davis. Let's go! That's my thing, Jose. That's going to be my new rule, Jose. From moving forward, Jose. We get 3,500 people in the chat. At 3,500, we're going to take 10 people. Moving forward, dog. <laughs> Moving forward, cup. So it's on them. That's on them. That's how we're going to give back. That's how we're giving back. We get 3,500 people in the chat. Soon we hit 3,500 people. we giving. We giving 10. And, and look. Jose, once we normalize the 35, we're going to up it to five and then we're going to give 10 people $100. We're gonna, that's how we going to play. That's how, listen, that's how we're going to reward our people. For showing up. Every week moving forward, B. Every week moving forward, we get 3,500 people in the chat, we give away 10 people $50. And once we get to 3,500 a couple weeks in a row, we're going to give 5,000. We're going to give 10 people 500. Then once we get to 500,000, we're going to give 6,500 people. We're going to give 10 people 1,000. B, that's That's how we turn it up. That's how I feel. And we did it before. That's how we feel. That's how we feel. Shout for Monty for the super chat. That's how we feeling, y'all. Jose, I feel like that's how we give back to our people every week. That's how we give back to our people for showing up. Oh, y'all, y'all feeling good tonight. Oh, yeah, Bitch, shout out for the super chat. My people say, I'm here on two accounts, Trap. Ooh. Let's go. All right. I feel like that's how we give back to our people. You know why? Because if you can make Trap and Tuesdays a part of your every Tuesday ritual, I feel like we can reward our people for being here. I feel like we can reward our people for being here. All right, let's go, man. Let's get into it, man. All right. So, boom. We start with our word on the street, y'all. Let's get to it, man. Word on the street. So, look. We got first. We start with, y'all know, man, the NASDAQ was the only one up today. The NASDAQ was the only one up today, and it was led by NVIDIA. NVIDIA came roaring back today. Because, man, bro, NVIDIA beat me up the last two days, dog. Monday and Friday? Bruh. So, NVIDIA came roaring back today, 2.3%. Palo Alto, 2.15%. Apple. And remember I told y'all this. Remember I said something. I said that I said that Apple is such a company that moves in a way where like it's just, like it'll be down, 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 down. We remember that 170 something. Now it's at 193. Shout out for Mark Isaac, man. Right? So Apple been plowing away. It's at 193. We see that. Uh, Amazon, we like that. Shout out to my Patreon people. We up in the Amazon play. Uh, Alphabet was the last of the pushers for the NASDAQ. And then we had the Dow Jones was down. The Dow Jones was down and it is led by Apple up 2.11%. Merck is up 1.1%. Verizon up 1.1%. Microsoft and Walmart were the last two. That was good. And then we had the S&P 500 was actually down again today. Ha! But the S&P was led by... Um, Market access holdings, 5.32%. This was a shocker for the S&P 500 even though it was down. Right, so even though the S&P was down, look at this, Discovery. Discovery was down. too. let let's get that S&P shit up. Uh, Discovery was down. But then, Alaskan Air was Down. Right. I, mean, I just got to write this down. Alaskan Air was down and then I mean up four point three seven percent. CVS, CVS was up three point seven percent. And watch this one. Why is this one? at and at t was at $17 today. It jumped from $14 to $17 over the last three days. Man, I wouldn't buy that with your money, cuz. <laughs> cuz, I'm not buying at t at all, fam. At all. So, that was that. Let's go a little further. right, let's look at our heat check. So, boom. Uh, again, three. Now, this was kind of different, right? We're talking 3.2 million calls and 2.9 million puts. Still is at 0.91 puts on that ratio. Now, remember, one is where we at. So my people say, I opened another leg on a Google when it went down. Now, they both in green. I see my people, right? Uh, so I was kind of interested in that. So I'll give you all my take on that. Let's go a little further. I'll give you all my take on that. So let's get to our Fear and Greed Index. Kind of in, like, in a little greed phase. Now, I think the market, I may be, ah! Don't let me out. I'm about to say something to my people in the Patreon that I don't I don't think they want me to say. I'm not confident in Broadcom's earnings tomorrow. I'm not confident in Broadcom's earnings tomorrow, even though they had the VMware acquisition, y'all. We'll talk about it. Let's go a little further. Alright. Let's go to our heat map right quick though. Before we go to that, let's go to our heat map. Yep, boom. So, let's look today. So, we had Microsoft made a little run. Apple pushing 1.82%. NVIDIA 1.81%. Google 1.27%. But Meta 0.66%. And we just found out that Mark Zuckerberg sold 128 million shares. So, that's why we've been getting beat up with metal. That's why we getting beat up with metal, Jose. We been beat up with metal because he done sold, which is why Amazon was down a little bit too last week because my boy sold some of his too. Now, here's the thing. They still got so much of that that they own. I want y'all to look at something though. And we're going to talk about this tonight. Look at the few green spots that we had in the S&P today. Everything else red. I wrote something down, that some research I had did. Jose, and the research said, where my, where my research at? Right here. Research says that, watch this, y'all. Listen to me well. Listen to me well right here. Listen to me well right here. Listen to me well right here. Typical hedge funds hold 70% of their positions right now in the top 10 stocks. Some research I have for y'all. So, typical hedge funds right now. That means your your average hedge fund right now has 70% of its position in the top 10 stocks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Why I can't see him? Eight. Let me me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Google, Meta, Amazon, Tesla, Eli Lilly. Probably after Eli Lilly, you probably going to go Netflix. Nine, and then I'm guessing maybe, I wonder who 10 is. I got to look and see where 10 at. But that goes to show you this. What does that go to show you? Why we been having some sell-offs the last couple days, y'all? Because people been taking profits from them. People been taking profits from them. So when you're why OK Trap is the last of the year. Right? It's the last of the year. Trap, they're trying to get their money out. They want to get some money out. Why they want to get their money out, Trap? Well, because we're in a season where the market has been up. And this is why I told my Patreon members this. And they, some of them argued with me. Trap, I thought you I said. Listen, I, this is what I This listen, I said, we're not in a season no more to get that 100% like that. So 40, 50 Go on and take you some profit. But trap you said, I said, listen, the season change, you get 40, 50. You don't got to sell a whole position. Take a little bit of the profit off the table. So we had five weeks of the market running. After October and November, remember I said it took 12 sessions for the market to go from 45 to 41, but it took five sessions for it to go from 41 back to 45. So the market ran hot for four and a half weeks it was okay for you to take a little profit. That's why I said that to y'all. That's why I said it to y'all. The reason why I said that because we're not going to run seven weeks in a row. Now going to run eight weeks in a row. And here's what we do know. Here's what we do know. When the market does run that hot, it is 100% going to take a drop. You know why it's going to take a drop? Because the big investors are going to sit back and say, hmm, this thing ran for five weeks. Man, let me get some of this money off the table. Let me get a little bit of this money off the table. And the reason why they're going to take some money off the table, so what's going to happen is, what's going to happen is, they're going to take some money off the table. Why? Because this was like I was telling my guy, Jose, on the live. Bruh, they are repositioning their portfolios. I said, bruh, as a, as a, as a wealth manager, And let me say this right quick. I wrote another stat down. I wrote a stat down. Wealth management, financial advice is 6% of the cash flow that's going through Wall Street. 6 to 10% from each company. So all the wealth management companies, 6% of their money is coming from actually giving you the actual advice. Right, JP Morgan, wealth management is what they got. Right, It's a money-making business. Watch this thing. Berkshire, thank you. I knew some of that. Yep, Berkshire, good. Thank you for that. So watch this. The number one way as a wealth manager to keep your money and to keep your clientele, especially in a year like this, is to say, hey, the market is up 16%. Here's what we up. We made money. That's how you keep your job. That's why I told a dude, I said, bruh, what do you think? Then he was saying, like, you didn't, you can't tell people you beating the market when you trading. I said, no, that's not from trading, bro. I'm beating the market from buying hold. He said, Well, what is buying hold then? I said, When well, we hold a company for at least a year, or we buying we hold it for the long term. Like, that's what we holding it for. No, that's not what you're doing. I said, How you gonna tell what I'm doing? This is a this is a buy and hold portfolio. This is a trade portfolio. I'm not beating i I'm not worrying about beating the market in my trade portfolio. I, that's going to make money. I'm beating the market in a buying hole. Buy the position, hold the position, we beat the market. I said, what do you think that wealth managers do? How do you think that asset... Alloc- How do you think they attract clients? He said, by beating inflation. I said, bro, check this out. Let me, let me talk to you right quick. I said... Wealth managers, that would be absurd for a wealth manager to say, I am going to use your money to beat inflation. Typically, inflation is somewhere between 2% for 3%, and over the last couple of years, we went from 9%, we had about 5% right now. Bruh, the market on average gives you an 8% return. Why would I give you a few million dollars? Why would I give you hundreds of millions of dollars to just beat inflation? The goal is to beat the market. That's what wealth managers do. That's what their number one objective is. Their number one objective is, we are going to beat the market. When you go back to Bobby Axelrod and billions, he had the money for the people, for the fire department and the police department. When he got in trouble, he went to the man, and man said, I'm taking my money from you, Ax. He said, why would you take your money from me? He said, I'm giving you 32% return on your money. He said, so you're telling me you're going to leave my 32% to go to somebody that's going to give you 5% just because I'm in a little trouble. And the man said to ask, i I'm going for safety right now. So I'm telling you your goal, your goal better be to beat the market. And if anybody tell you otherwise, you flush it. So watch this. All my people, man, I want you to I want you to I want you to zoom in on me right quick, man. I want you to zoom in on me right quick because I want I want to have a personal. I want you to see me. I want to have a real personal. I want to have a real eye to eye. I want to have a candid conversation with my people right quick. Right. I want I want to really get with y'all right quick and I I want y'all to really hear me out. I want you to put your pen and pad down, cause what I'm about to this all my 401k people. This all my 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 retirement people. I want to tell you something, right like quick. I want you to go to your job, and I want you to go to the people that's controlling your money. And I want you to ask them a simple question: When has my 401k beat the market? I want you to ask them, when has my pension fund beat the market? I want you to ask them, when has my retirement beat the market? And the key word I want you to say after that is, after I paid the fees. I want you to ask them that. I want you to go to your financial advisor, Merrill Lynch, Edward Jones, Morgan Stanley. And I want you to ask them. When is the last time my portfolio beat the market after your fees? And then I want them to show it to you. Because they can tell you something. But then I want you to say show it to me. I want you to tell them show it to you. And when you look at that paper and you realize that your money ain't doing what you thought it was doing and I want you to ask yourself if this consistently happens this way what will my retirement look like? What will my life look like when I give this job up? What will my life look like after I step away from this? And when you looking at that paper I want you to tell yourself this is a winter that I could change. I want you to tell yourself, I'm ready for springtime. I don't want you to get mad at them. And the reason why I don't want you to get mad at them because they did what they were supposed to do. You did the only thing you knew how to do. And that was to give somebody else control of your finances. But now I want you to do something a little bit different. I want you to trust yourself. I want you to put your financial power in your control. For my people, that's getting the match. I want you to do the same thing. And I want you to go back and I want you to say, you know what? This ain't working for me. But I am in position to take control of this myself. No longer will I fertilize my fears. My fears of being financially free. My fears of taking control of my own finances. My fears of being secure when I'm retirement based on the opportunity that I have. The fears of not being eligible. Not The fears of not being knowledgeable. I want you to overcome that and I want you to say I'm ready for springtime. I want you to say I'm ready for springtime. Because you can take care of yourself financially. You can 10x what they are doing. You can 10x what they doing. You got it in you to be financially free. You got it in you to be a financial powerhouse. But you got to step into the boots. You got to lace them up. You got to lace them up. You got to get off the ropes. You may lose a round, you may lose two, but you're going to lose every round with them. You may lose a little bread, but you're going to double up when you get the game right. I want you to stop being afraid of taking control of yourself financially. I want you to tell yourself Springtime is coming. I want you to tell yourself, I am the architect of my family's blueprint. I want you to tell yourself, I am capable of doing this. And yeah, I may have to read a couple books. Yeah, I may have to listen to a few shows. Yeah, I may have to join a group here and there. Yeah, I may have to take a course here and there. But the return on that is infinite. The best stock you can ever invest in is the stock of you. The best company you can ever invest in is your last name. The best CEO in the world to run your company is you. And I want you to tell yourself, it's springtime. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. How we feel, All right, man. Let's go a little further. Uh, let's, get our, let's get our recession portfolio. Yeah, we still in the beginning, Jose. God ah, damn. We are all in. Three-hour show, man. Sheesh. Let's go through our recession portfolio, man. <laughs> All right, turn us up to it. All right, as y'all can see, man, you know we always going to show y'all. Year to date, we are up 115 grand. Good job, Trap. As y'all can see, we got 12000 in cash, y'all. We got 12000 in cash on hand. Uh, to all my Patreon members, we're going to have our, I'm sorry, to my Master the Triple Beam members, we're going to have our live call this Saturday. Y'all not keeping me on that five hours. Let y'all know nothing. nuh it's just Master of the Triple Beam. Master the Triple Beam, y'all get y'all, we're going to get the call this Saturday. Uh, For all my people in Trappers Anonymous, I owe y'all tomorrow. I'm going to flood y'all. I had a family emergency Monday, and y'all know I get ready for trapping Tuesdays Tuesday. So I owe y'all a moat Monday and a tickle Tuesday. I'm going to flood y'all tomorrow. So I love y'all. Don't trip on me. Uh, For my Patreon members, I dropped something in there. I had that ready for y'all already, but I got y'all. I haven't made any option plays. I'm going to be real. Uh, I want to see how this market gonna play out the close of the year. I'm, all, I'm always kind of like that at the end of the year. Um, I'm not as active, you know November, December, the best two months. November, December, the first week of December is usually difficult. We know around the third week we're gonna have quadruple wins, so we're gonna look at that. So I'm always kind of uh, cautious is the word for December. Kind of let that Santa Claus rally. See if that's going to pivot out. And then I go into the first month of January just trying to get a feel for the market. So, definitely. But, as always, uh, if you're in Mazda the Triple Beam, you know you're going to get the 10-stock checklist for this. Uh, not that's not this month. It's January. You're going to get the 10-stock checklist in January. you will going to get our Zoom call this Saturday. I got to set a time for y'all. As you can see, we are up uh, 23% on the year. It's a good We beating the market, Jose. The market. We love that. Uh, let's go a little further to it. All right, as we can see, so y'all see what we got in our place: ATRK, C L H, Costco, Crocs. God dang it! Eli Lilly, up Lockheed Martin. I'm gonna probably get rid of Lockheed Martin next year, Jose. I'm gonna get rid of Lockheed Martin. Meta, NVIDIA, cool. SAIA, turned down on me. SMCI. I'll probably get a TPH2 next. I'll probably get a TPH2. I'll probably get out of that. i probably get out of a couple. Of them. I'll probably get out of... I'll probably get out of SAIA, SMC, TPH, Lockheed Martin. Jose, I'm going to keep Crocs, dog. I'm going to keep Crocs, Jose. I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm not gonna get rid of it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hang in there. I'm to hang in there. Right, I let's go a little further to it. Oh, let me see something. What that mean, bro? Your page got hella fake jewelry. I see why you doing what you doing. Now we trapped. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm about to say what. Like, bro, I don't even show no jewelry. What you talking about, dog? That caught my eye, man. Like, bro, I, don't, I got Apple Watches on. I'm, hey, Jose, I got my Whoop Watch in today. I'm geeked. Yeah, bro, I'm geeked. I'm geeked by my Whoop Watch, dog. I can't believe I sold my Costco. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the show. Stop the show. Listen here. You can't. Why would you sell Costco? Why would you do such a thing? Why So you pull one of these on. Don't Let me out. All right, let's go a little further to okay, right here. so Amazon we up 17 grand. I'm gonna be real with my trappers man. I'm not I'm gonna be real with my people bro. I was, I was anxious to sell AVGO today. So we did sell like one contract a while back when we was up 23000 uh, But I am anxious to sell I, and I don't believe I don't believe so let me say this. They've beat earnings 32 times out of 30 32 out of 34 times. 32 out of 33 times they be earnings. Last time they missed earnings was some couple years ago. But I don't feel confident in how the market rewarding them tomorrow. I, I think they are going to let me down. And the crazy part was, I got what I wanted out of them. Right? We got about 30, we got about 26 grand out of them. I sold one of my contracts. I was like, all right. Uh, the market, y'all know the market Thursday and Friday just beat me up. Then it beat me up a little today. So I'm not, I'm not confident. I'm going to be real with my people, y'all. I'm going to be real with my people. Uh, Google Play, that play. The first Google Play is good. The second Google Play, we been down. But I'm not mad at it. Like uh, that came up. I am upset at my two meta plays, and the reason why is because I was killing it in them two plays. Man, I was killing it. I was up like I want to say eighteen grand. So I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed in them, but I'm not mad. We got them to April and June. This Nvidia play was up a lot. Nvidia like dealt me a dirty hand over the last two days. Today it kind of shook back, but that's good. Uh, The only one I am worried about is this March play. I got to have a good December and a good January because February, I want to get out of my March plays. So that that is it. Let's go a little further to it. Uh, Yep, and so that's it right there. So I'm worried about that March play. The last two June plays, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the two March plays. And the QQQ is up. So that's our option plays. Uh, I told my people in the Patreon, dude, listen, when we was up, I said, listen, take you some profit, y'all. I got so many contracts. That looked like a lot, but we done sold a couple contracts, so it ain't really no big deal to me. But we all right. Um, I always tell my people, man, take take you some profit. Like, in this market, in this market, you know, we did get what we wanted. I do think, I told my people this, like, the first week of January, especially coming off how great November was, like that first week of December, they're gonna be some profit taking, um, and we ready. We will to see how I look. We are going to see how I look. Uh, we going to see how I look. So I probably I'm gonna be real with you. I probably I probably not gonna make no option plays to t- to rest of this month. I just want December to roll out. Um, I'm probably gonna if I can get a good December, I'm gonna get off my March plays because it's closed. I'm, I might get a good December ride out, ride out December. If I can get a good December, I'll ride December out coming to January alright, and that's when I'll do my rebalancing act. So, the only ones I'm really worried about is my March, my two March plays. Everything else, I'm good. Uh, We're going to watch this NVIDIA, this QQQ play that's in March. If that's, you know, we've been, that's been doing pretty good for us. We was up about five. We ain't worrying about that, but that's kind of the idea but we all right I'm not gonna lie though. I'm that Broadcom play I ain't gonna lie y'all i'm I'm not gonna say I'm sweating it but I think i'm don't, I don't, I'm not as confident in them everything else I don't care about like we all right so anyway let's go a little further to it all right watch this y'all here's some stocks today that hit 52 week highs that mean it was all right got Costco Y'all know I love Costco. CrowdStrike. Y'all know I love CrowdStrike. We've been in CrowdStrike since $57. Coinbase, we know why that's going crazy. Waste Management, that's my other sleeper. I put y'all on Waste Management about 2018. T-Mobile, Cardinal Health, uh, GoDaddy. GoDaddy, the website master. Jose, somebody in the chat got a GoDaddy, Jose. I got about 30 of them. Uh, Moody's, that's the people that always upgrade and downgrade. MicroStrategy, we have some people talk about them. uh, That's a real estate uh, home builder. Uh, Stellantis, that's a car builder. That's where you get uh, the Chrysler Fiat. That's where they came from. a Reuters. That's a education and pays like that. Vista Energy and Train Tech. So these are hot companies today that hit it 52-week high. Let's go a little further. Hey, stop the violence in the chat, man. Stop the violence, man. They're back! <laughs> Listen, Bitcoin hits when I put this up, it hit 44 today. Now, I'm not mad because I've, I got about 100K worth of Bitcoin, right? But Jose, didn't I say that in the other episode? I say, bro, if Bitcoin hit 40, the crypto people about to come go crazy. They're going to tell us the stock market ain't crap. They're going to tell us the world is going to crypto. They're going to tell us the American dollar ain't ish. They're going to say crypto is for the people. They're going to say everything. And if I'm lying, I'm flying. And my black 41-year-old self is sitting in this chair. I ain't flying. And they been going crazy. They been going crazy. Also, it's fueled by the anticipation of a Bitcoin ETF. Somebody try to correct me what I say. Bro, I'm the same person that said Chipotle. Don't correct me, bro. Like, I said Chipotle, dog. Uh, don't correct. I'm the wrong person to correct, bro. I have typos in my damn captions, and I don't care. I leave them. I'm that person, bro. I'm not the right person to correct, because I really don't care. You're going to take it for what it is, or you're going to rock with it, or you ain't. It is what it is. See your front door before you see your in front of mine. So, saying, Jose, you don't know about that? You don't know about that? So me and Jose have been having this thing, right? Me and Jose have been having this, this uh dialogue between one another. So Jose is from Maryland. He's from Maryland. But he says, Merlin. I'm like, Jose. How? Now I don't say everything right. Right? But in my mind, how can you say Merlin when it's spelled M.A. Maryland? It's so, so, so so what I said was, spell Mary. He spelled it. He said, Mary is M-A-R-Y. I say, say it. So at first he was saying, Murray. I say, bro, you never said Murray like that a day in your life. Right? So then he said, it's Mary. Mary. I said, bet. I said, and I said. Say the land at the end. Land. I say, so how is Maryland different from Maryland? If you can say Mary, you can say Maryland. That's what I thought. Right? Now, here's why I say that. When you ask me about New Orleans, when you say like furrow, it's furrow. But watch this. There's no other word connected to that That I'm saying different. There's no other word connected to that that I'm saying different. Watch. What's the prefix to Maryland? Mary. Bruh, don't act like I'm tripping right here. Don't don't act like I'm, I know y'all here to talk about stocks. I'm going to get there. Jose, what's the first part of Maryland? Now he don't want to talk. (laughs) <laughs> now you don't want to talk. If I don't got two words, I don't got two words. Burl, burl furl. I said burl and furl. You can't. I say orange. <laughs> I say orange. Right? I say zinc. Right? It is what it is. But there's no two words. There's no two words that I say one word different than the other. Like, you literally go out your way to say Merlin. And the reason why you go out your way because like you say Mary, you're not going to say Murray. You're going to say Mary. So, why you can't say Marilyn? That's all I'm saying. That is my argument. Your Honor, if he can say Mary, they can say Marilyn. Ain't no damn Merle. No. No, 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 no. Flush that shit. I'm flushing that shit. I'm flushing it. I'm flushing that shit. You don't say that like that. You don't say that like that. All right, I'm quit. Back to the stocks. Okay, so Bitcoin is back, baby. At least they think. I'm not mad at it because I own it. Uh, Bitcoin hits forty-four hundred today. I'm not gonna lie. When I bought it at eighteen hundred, people told me I was tripping. I bought it again at eighteen hundred. They say I was tripping, but. Here's what I will say. The, comp, the stock, it, the, the asset is at a 20-month high. And I said something the other day. I said, bro, these people have been waiting two years for this. Let them live. So all my crypto people, go crazy in the chat right quick. Go crazy in the chat right quick. Tell them right now, look. <laughs>
2: that boy is good.
0: Go, on, go crazy in the chat right quick. Go. Come
3: on, I'm broke, baby. Go ahead. I ain't got no money. Boy. Go crazy to chat right quick. I see you shining. And
0: I can smell a muffler with money. You me? Ray Charles
3: can see you got money.
0: Go crazy to chat. <laughs> All my Bitcoin people, I appreciate y'all. I ain't mad at y'all. I ain't mad. Y'all deserve this, this W. Y'all been, y'all been. My only problem is for 20 months, y'all been chilling. 20 months. Somebody say, Trap, we up 130%. Don't forget that. I say, bro, I got NVIDIA. I'm up 200%. I own DraftKings. I'm up uh, 200%. I own Uber. I'm up crazy. I'm on Facebook. Bro, I got like five things I'm up over 100% on. I ain't tripping. I own it. I own it. I own Bitcoin. Now, if you ask me to talk about crypto, I'm going to say, bro, I don't even know. Here's what I will say. Somebody came on And said that Bitcoin can hit 100,000. And see, that's the thing that I don't be liking. That's the thing I don't be liking. How you gonna go from 44 to 100? All right, it can't go to 100. Here's my thing you know, my thing, put a date on it. I'm not saying it can't go, because here's what's gonna happen it's gonna hit the 100,000. You're gonna say, trap, I told you. I'm not saying it can't go. Tell me when it's gonna hit 100,000. That's what I want to know. Now, if you can tell me when it's going to hit 100000 because you know my thing is always this. Trap, the market going to crash. I know that too. When you think it's going to crash? Because I can tell you it's going to rain forever. Now, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. I do think they have an upper hand in the crypto world for this. Okay, somebody said a chart said it can. But when? That's all I'm asking. Okay. Why is this? So somebody said in 2024 it'll go to 100 grand. I won't put a wager on it. I won't put a wager on it. Okay. 100K next year. I'm cool with that. How much you won't put on it? That's what I want to do. I want to put something on it. I want to put something on it. Somebody said 2027. 20, huh? Window. what I'm saying, you saying, no, nah, if you saying 2024, 20, I'm cool with you saying 2024. 20, I'm saying, I'm I'm saying, I right, bet. You saying 2024 20, is going to hit 100,000. I want to put something on it. Mark my word, Bitcoin not doing a hundred thousand in twenty twenty four. I ain't worried about two of these. Bitcoin will not hit a hundred thousand in twenty twenty four. That's what I'm willing to bet. Somebody say 100K at thirty six sixty six. I won't be here. I'll be dead. <laughs> I'll be dead. Anyway. So I will say they do got a couple things playing in their favor. Here's the thing that I do know they got playing in their favor. FTX is out the way. And Binance. And that was a legal suit that they've been having for a couple years with CZ. Now, now that that's out the way, I do think that they have clear roadway to run. But I don't think it's going to be 100K. Not next year. I don't think it'll do 100K next year. You can mark my word on that, Jose. I don't think it'll do a hundred k next year. I don't see it. Let's go a little further, man. All right, here's the forecast of twenty twenty four. You got a couple of banks saying the, the so this is kind of odd. This tells me that they believe that twenty twenty four is going to be a recessionary year. You got some fifty one hundred, you got some five thousands, you got some 4,800s. Go a little further to the Barclays at forty eight hundred. Go a little further, Goldman Sachs forty seven, U.S. UBS Global Wealth forty seven, Wells Fargo. Nobody don't care about you, Wells Fargo, forty six hundred, and Morgan Stanley saying forty five. This is them saying, and my guess that next year is gonna be a really, really. Down or sideways, yeah. That's what they're telling us. But they only estimate. They only estimate. They estimate that by next year, they estimate by next year we're going to have a, because we're already at 45. July high was 46. What well, my thing was, Jose? Under 47, right? What it was? 46 and under. That's what I went for. I believe I believe we'll hit the 46. I believe that. Anyway, let's go a little further. Right, let's go a little further. We hit that one. All right. This is important. So, Jerome Powell has a meeting next Wednesday at 2.30. This is important because will he hike rates in December? Will he hike rates in December? Now, here's the thing. This one's going to be interesting simply because of this reason and this reason alone if he don't hike rates, will he mention the idea of cutting rates? Now, if he cut rates, the market gone, and they're saying we can have five cuts next year. The other side of that says this. We got to get the 2%. Now, me, I feel like 3% 3% is the new norm. I don't think we're in an environment to be at 2%. I don't understand why they're stressing this 2%, 2%. We're not in that environment no more. The time has changed, the time has evolved. You're putting a little bit too much stress on the American people. Because as of right now, I just wrote something down, the average new mortgage is 52% higher than it is to pay rent. the average new mortgage right now is 52% higher than the average apartment rent. We shouldn't be worried about trying to get inflation down to 2%. Now, I think 3% is a good situation. Now, of course, that's going to help bring that down. Right? But we still gotta I'm, in my mind I feel 3% is the new norm. But of course I'm not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here y'all? Economist. I got it off the, here B? I got it the first time I said it B? Well, goddamn. goddamn. So I think we should now what he gonna do is and I've been telling y'all this Look at where that tenure at. We don't went from five. We all the way at 41. That's a good place to be. Hmm? I ain't looking at it yet. All right, so that's good at 41. That's good. That's that's good. And it went down fast. Went down fast. Which is what we want. But now we got some new things in and we got to pay attention. So let's go a little further to it. All right, y'all. That coffee ain't brewing. Starbucks done took a $12 billion hit. Now, watch this, Jose. A while back, when I was talking about Starbucks as a bank, remember I said? I said, the bank that sells coffee. And then we did a flush it, a flip it, and I flushed it. And people said, Chap, why would you flush it? I said, because... I don't like it. I don't like the way it's being ran right now. Yep, they are the bank that sell coffee, but the coffee ain't brewing. Nobody ain't bought a pumpkin splice this year. Nobody ain't bought the pumpkin splice this year. Everybody was good. They said, yo, let me just get the caramel macchiato Upside down with oat milk. So, Jose, one of the habits I kick was Starbucks, bro. I haven't had Starbucks in about two months, bro. I ain't had it about two months, dog. I ain't had neither one of them. What points? I, I, I ain't never used the app. I ain't never used the app. I ain't never let them trick me with that. So for eleven straight days, Starbucks has been on a decline. Damn, that's been a that have been a good short position. I told y'all next year I'm gonna start the year off with one short the whole year and one long call the whole year. Patreon members, don't follow me. Not follow me. Shout out to the Patreon members, man. Shout out to my travel anonymous members. If you wanna join the crew, man? Come join the club, man. Y'all know what we're doing over here, man. I'm walling. Them points is love, man. I don't care about them Starbucks points, man. I like mine and airline points. I got I got a whole bunch of them. I got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> they can keep the coffee. Give me the travel, you hear me? <laughs> And they give you... Uh, but I ain't drinking that, Jose. Man, I'm on a with Jose. This man... Bro, let me tell you something Jose did. We on a flight. Bro, this dude here is a trip, dog. We in a seat next to each other, right? That's my dog. I like flying with him. He'll he, be vibed out. So, they got this white lady, right? White lady, super cool. This dude Jose holla out. <laughs> let me get that sparkling water. <laughs> Jose Holly, look, look, let me get a sparkling water with the splash of cranberry on a flight. flight, So the lady, like, the lady, like, he was like, the lady was like, huh? He was like, no, 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 I know you could do it. I know you could do it, and I want you to do it like it belong together. Like, he with the finesse, and I'm just sitting there, like, this dude finessing the waitress, the stewardess. Look, he came back, the boy hit it with the ooh. It tastes like it came together. This take like it belongs. You did your thing with this. I think he said I won't get it wrong, but I think he said this. You stuck your pinky toe in there. Said, he, said your big baby toe. he said your big baby toe. He said, You stuck your big baby toe in there. I said, bro, what what is we doing? We on a flight, bro. That's an old white lady. Now she he got a lady keep coming back to our she know like you know how you like a they say. They said, like if you get a kitten and you feed the kitten milk, it's gonna keep coming. Bro, she kept coming. She was like, would you like another? Dude, like, I need to get one more. And I need it just like that one. I don't look. Put your big baby toe in it. She was like, oh. I, say, I say, man, what is this dude doing? Bro, he tests his tipping everywhere we go. Everywhere he go, he going to test that genuine. Everywhere we go, bro. We go to the the hotel. What's your name? Mm, Lisa. You look like a Lisa. (laughs)
2: Listen.
0: Bro, my dog be on go. Be in my line? Bro, he be on go and he don't even like it ain't even much like he it, It's just in him. If, if it's a he going, uh mmm what's up, Lisa? Uh, you look like a Lisa. You kinda Elvis, Presley, Lisa Marie. Mm, this is he gonna do? He gonna hit him with the mmm. Like Jose, what you growling for? What you growling for, dog? Mmm mmm. What room I got? Mm, dang. I know she was going to look out. <laughs> I know you gave me the best room in the hotel. And I, ain't, I know it. Mm, Lisa. Only Lisa would do that. O- only a Lisa would do that. A Michelle wouldn't have did me that. A Kimberly wouldn't have did me that. Only a Lisa. Mm, that's why I rock with you. You want a coffee? I got you. I got the Starbucks app. Bro, I'd be looking, listen, I love going with him, bro. The guys just get to look at him. I'd be, enter, be entertained, B. B, you know I ain't lying? Talk about, if he got the black Jays on, it's on. It's on. Then he going you know, he don't want, I, I said, Jose, why you walk like that? He said, because I don't want to crease my shoes. I said, this nigga different. I said, he different. He different. He different. I said, he different. He different. I said, Jose, why you, because he be walking. I'm like, Jose, what's wrong? Why you walking, your feet messed up. Nah, bro, I don't want to bend my shoes. I said, what, bro? I ain't never seen no man walk like that, baby. <laughs> I said, bro, why you walk like that? But I don't want to crease my shoes, dog. That's how, I said, look what I said. Oh, that's how you get them. The sh- they look at the feet. Then you know he got the, he got the slick hair. He got the slick hip with the shoes. Then he hit it with the ah. Only, a, only, a, only Elisa a would have did that. Mm. This, is, this is one, okay. This is one, okay. B, am I lying? This is one, okay. What's he hit with that? I'm like, all right, pull him in, trap, pull him in, pull him in. Jose, let's go upstairs, bro. Let's- My dog gonna say, okay. Okay, Lisa. <laughs> 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 Bro, you gotta catch him. He got that, he got that, he got that low hair. Is wavy Indianish. Got that Cherokee in him. My dog, cold-blooded. All right, let's go a little further. today. <sighs> okay, here's my December setup. I want y'all to pay real close attention to me right here. Play real close attention to me right here. Strong seasonals. Pre-election Decembers have been the strongest S&P returns on average. What does that mean, trap? We have an election next year. Listen to me well. All right, y'all get the last song. We back to trapping. We back to 2 Tootie, give me some trap music right quick. Two 30 seconds of trap music, Tootie. 30 seconds of trap music, I need it. Right quick. 30 seconds of trap music, Tootie, give it to me. Two, three, one. 30 seconds of, let me hear it. Ah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! 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 Cut it, dude! Cut it! All right, all right. Shout out my dog Zay. What's up, Zay? You know I gotta get a stats. You know I gotta give him stats. Zay, this is what we do. All right, here we go, y'all. Research time. I like to get y'all research. So check this out. Pre-election December's on average give a 12 percent return on the S and P. Watch this. We're talking pre-election December's. we saying the December's before election. We got an election next year. Now, this is on average. This is a 40, 50-year average. So it don't mean this year it may happen. Remember, every economic situation is different. But on average, right? I like to give y'all stats that everybody ain't going to give y'all. On average, the December before election... The S&P usually gives a 12.9% return. Let me see something right quick. Let me check 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 something right quick. quick. I'm not going to say that again. I just want to check something for y'all right quick. All right, so I'm going to do this. In one week, the S and P right now is up almost one percent. Right, almost one percent. This is only the second day of February trade because Friday was the first, right? Friday was the first, Saturday was the second, right? So, but, right? So it's almost up one percent, right? Yep. So ah, uh, listen, Zay. I did some data, Zay. No, Zay. No, Zay. It ran. It's a runner, Zay. It's a runner, Zay. Just in that month. Just now. Remember, Zay. It's only every four years. It's only every four years. On average. On average. Let me make sure, cause I want to make sure. I- on average. So with that, now watch this. Watch this. 12% now remember this. Last month, watch this. Last month we had 10% just in the NASDAQ. So that's just one month. It's not saying it always do it. For some reason, the December before election, for some reason, they feel like they go berserk. I don't know why. I don't know why. When I saw it too, I was like, yo, that's a lot. I just looked at it. I said, this is a lot. On just in that month. Watch this. Also, lower rates, inflation moderation, and GDP growth. Here's the issue though. Higher for longer is a thing right now. So we got to just be mindful of that. Also, the first week of December is always the roughest week of December. i get give you all two stashes now. The first week of December is always the roughest week of December. And here's why December that month, because you all, I'm guessing, watch this, let me see something. I'm to put a stat up right quick for y'all. i won't to put a stat up for y'all right quick. I'm going to put a stat up for y'all right quick. What's the turn uh, on the... Watch this. So the Santa Claus rally, watch this. The Santa Claus rally is usually from the 24th or the 20. I'm sorry, the 23rd, right? It's usually from the 23rd to the 20th, so, so Zay, look what you sent me, Zay, look what you sent me, Zay, look what you got me though, Zay, you didn't get me, so Zay just sent me something, but look what you sent me, Zay. I didn't say the average December, Zay. Watch this. I'm in real time. I didn't say... Watch this, Zay. I'm about to text you. I mean, I'm about to hit you on Twitter. I didn't say the average December. I didn't say the average December. You missed this part. I said... I said the average post... I mean, pre-election December. That's two different things, eh? That's two different things, eh? Okay, I'll read it. I'll read it right here. Since 1963... Okay, the history any guy, don't be surprised, December proved to be one of the strongest months of 2023. According to Bank of America, 1963-36, the, the broad base index posted positive returns 7.8% of the time, in December rallying 2.2% on average. Zay, I said that a month ago with December. I said, December? No, I didn't. Zay, look at it. Strong. Zay, calm down. Calm down, Zay. Read what it says. Strong seasonal pre-election Decembers, eh? I said that six times, bro. Zay, I said it six times. Don't be that. Don't be that, Zay. I said traps December setup. Strong seasonal pre-election Decembers. That's what I said, Zay. Now, in the end of October. I already told us that November is the strongest month giving us 1.9 and then December can give us between 1.7 and 2.2. You got to go look at episode 66 to get that dad. I put that out there already. I put that out there already, Zay. I said pre-election. You know you my guy. So let me finish reading what Zay said. Even years with strong November, the index rolls gaining 1.1. Yep. Wall Street firm also sees pot. I see that, yep. This is right year, 2023, in the target 46. Yep, I'm with you on that, Zay. Zay my guy, y'all. He good people. That's my dog. I really rock with Zay. He's one of the ones that's really heavy on information. He heavy on data. I like, I can let Zay call in one time. I, I rock with Zay. Zay. Zay based all this information off Zada. I respect him to the fullest. I respect him to the fullest. So what he's saying right here is that point. 1.9 or 2 point, we said that. That's why I felt strong about November, December. I say November is the strongest month, December is the second followers month. That's cool. What I'm saying is pre election. This can only come around once every four years. Every four years. So let's just pay attention to that. So let's go a little further. So that's my setup. I want us to pay attention to that. That's my setup. Let's go a little further. Watch this. American Opportunity Index. What does this index tell us? So this index tells us that these are the best companies to work for. Yeah, Zay, now listen, Zay Zay always putting in game. I'll never take nothing away from Zay. He one of the people I know, he do what he do. He do what he do. I'll never, I'll never, They do what he do. All right, so watch this. American Opportunity Index. So here's the 10 best companies in America that's on the market to work for. Coca-Cola, J.M. Smucker, W.W. Granger, PFC Financial, ServiceNow, Meta, Capital One, Bank of America, Costco, and Intuit. (laughs) Right? So the reason why I like this is because one of the things I tell my people to do is like go to Glassdoor. Always go to Glassdoor and look at the CEO of the company that you're investing in. Right? Go look at the company that the CEO of the company you're investing in. This is a good sign. The only thing I say about this is this. The only thing I say about this is this. Even though they're great companies, I think Coca-Cola is a company in the DK phase. I think JM Smucker is a company in the DK phase. I think that Capital One, the Bank of America, they banks, they different. I don't like investing in companies in the DK phase. I don't like investing in companies. Here's why: no matter what Coca-Cola does, it'll never give you, in my, from my perspective, a 19 or 20 percent year. It won't give you that. No matter what JM Smucker does, it'll never give you a 19 or 20% year. But ServiceNow, Meta, Costco, Intuit, 100%. And the reason why Costco can do it is based on that membership. They keep enrolling members. So as long as they enroll in members, that's how they add value to shareholders. They got a 96% renewal rate with their membership. But Coca Cola, so that's the only difference in that. Let's go a little further to it. All right, watch this, y'all. I want y'all to pay attention to this. The probability of losing money in the S&P 500 decreases from 46% to 6% by holding your company from one day to 10 years. I want y'all to sit on that. I want y'all to sit on that and thing on that. Bro, what, what's going on, Jose? I'm to go night-night. What you tripping in there? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I want y'all to understand. Here's what I want y'all to understand. If you can hold the company longer, go go for those altuity. Look at this. Look, I, I, and we did this to show y'all. Watch this. From one, from one day to one month, your chances decrease from 46% to 38%. From one month to one quarter, you go from 38% to 33%. From one quarter to one year, you go from 33% to 26%. From one year to three years, you go from 26% to 15%. Let me stop right there remember what I said maybe two months ago I said this I'm not worried about holding a company for 20 years that was Warren Buffett's theory I'm not mad at that because anything can happen in a 20 year time span I said I think you should look from three to five years and after three to five years you make a better decision you make the next decision after three to five years, you make the next decision. Here's why. Just have it in your mind, I'm a whole hold a company for from, from three years. You already put your loss rate at 15%. You go from 46% to 15%. Right? And then from five years, you go to 10%. And then from 10 years, you go to 6%. That's big. That's big. So for me, I said, bro, I said, I'm not looking for, like, I agree with Warren Buffett, 100%. But anything can happen in a 20-year time span, especially when you're buying companies during, like, depressions, you know, like Benjamin Graham did. But if you switch it to three years, if you still having a three- to five-year outlook, You already if you can buy quality companies in a three to five year outlook, you've already put yourself in a winning position out the gate. And the data shows it. Remember, I like to go with data, not emotion. So for me, when I get a company outside of recession portfolio, I'm like, yo, I at least won't hold it for three years. Why? Because I automatically put the game in my favor. So, let's go a little further. All right. I, I, I. Thank you, Zay. I appreciate that, man. Hell yeah. Zay tune in every Tuesday, too, man. Zay, we got to get you to call in one day, man. Let's get you on the Zoom and call in one day, man. Let's do a little breakdown together, man. Tell us what you're looking at. Let's have a, a moment with Zay. That's what we'll call it, Jose. A moment with Zay. We'll, put Zay, we'll give Zay some spotlight, man. I don't mind giving Zay some spotlight. He's a good investor. I know he do the research on buying whole and he do the research on trade. I like Zay. All right. Ah, ah. Joe Biden. So, Joe Biden was having an issue with NVIDIA. He's like, yo, you ain't going to, you ain't selling these chips in China. Not from out the U.S. So guess what? No, I don't put the companies I, hold, oh, companies I hold for a year. Yep, that's the recession portfolio. So guess what he said? Bet, I'm not gonna sell them. I'm gonna just build a plant in China. Ooh. If that ain't a workaround, <laughs> that is good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, NVIDIA said, we'll build a network of semiconductor plants in Japan and partnership with the country's companies to meet demand, I'm sorry, not Japan, Japan, we're partnering with companies to meet the demand of artificial intelligence, empowering graphic chips. So, there's always a way around. You See, America, cool, you don't gotta, I'm not gonna let you tax me. And I'm not about to let you play with my money. I'm not about to let you play with my money because y'all got an issue. That issue ain't my issue. So what did he say? We're going to go build a plant in Japan. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. So now, you're going to go build a plant and you cut America out. I ain't going to lie. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, I, I'm gonna be real, y'all. I think Joe Biden too old to be our president. I think I don't think he I don't think he got it in him to be. I'm gonna be real. So Jose, here's how I feel? I was talking to my guy, 19 Keys, the other day. We we had a three-hour conversation. And me and Keys was talking, and so we was talking about, we was dialoguing between billions and how it it fits with reality. And so we started talking about Mike Prince. And so I told him, I said, bro, I said, I said, you know why Mike Prince wasn't a good fit for president because he was so smart and he had so much money he didn't need to listen to nothing that nobody said. You feel me? He was so smart and he had so, he was worth hundreds of billions. So he was so smart and he had so much money I don't, and that's why he was really di- he was dangerous because don't sleep on Joe. Joe can't stay up. He always sleep. What you talking about? What you mean don't sleep on Joe? Joe always sleep. What you talking about? <laughs> but he was so smart, he had so much money, he didn't need help from the Republicans or the Democrats because he could fund most things out of his own pocket. And the bad part about it was he didn't realize, and Keys made me see this, and this was good. So Keys said, not only that trap, but the thing about him was he was so smart he didn't realize his blind spots. I said, "Ooh, that's good." I said, "But Keys, think about this: it took, it took a collective effort of enemies." To beat him, and they had to put loophole after loophole after like nobody could have overcame all of them loopholes. They, uh, oh, he got, you know what I'm saying? So, so we started talking about this. So Keith told me something that was real dope. He said, "Trap, you got to think about this." He said, "I was watching this. He said I was watching this movie about I can't remember the movie. It was about this guy that was taking these pills." And the pills made him smarter. Limitless. That's it, cuz. He said it. He said, Trap, you should watch it. He said, the dude was taking the pills. And the pills made him so smart. So he started killing everybody that created the pills and some other stuff. Because he knew the potential that they'll have. I was like, damn, that's gangster. He said, you got to think about this, Trap. He said, "Trap, you got to think about this." So he said, "America will never put the smartest person as the president. We never, they'll never do that. You got to put somebody at the president that has some of his own ideas, but can but can fall in place with, with the ideas that we have in place." And then the objective is for us to put 80 to 90% of our ideas and give you 5% of the things that you want to do or 2% of the things you want to do and then we mix in what the Republicans and Democrats want to do. I was like, ooh, that's good. And he was like, a smart person going to have too many of his own ideas. I said, that's good, kids. I said, bro, so check this out. So I talked to Key, I said, check this out, bro. I said, now Trump ain't the brightest crayon in the box. I said, but he will, he'll say whatever he want to say. And I said, he'll play both sides of the field. And I told Keith how dope this was. I said, dog, I said, I remember when Trump, it was a while, it was a long time ago when he said that if I ran for president, i will go as a Republican because they stupid. I said, bro, I can't find that video nowhere on you no on internet now. I said, about five, I said, about five years ago, bro, like you can find it. I said, I can't find it nowhere now. They done took that off the they done took that off the internet. They done took it off the internet. Right? I said, bro, check this out, dude. I said, check this out. I said, the crazy part about this is, I said, the crazy part about this is, I said, Trump is so crazy, this dude got on the office and did whatever, All his whole goal was just to put the Trumps in position. His goal wasn't about nothing else, but how do we put the Trumps in position? And he said, "That's what made him dangerous because he don't want to abide by nothing. He don't want to abide by the Republicans. He will not to abide by the Democrats. He will not want to abide by the upper hand. He just do whatever the hell he want to do." And so then when we get to talking a little bit more, and he told me something to the to the to the way uh like trap. What happens is, well. well we got into this, and this was a great conversation. We got into because when he brought that up. So people say that Trump is a small businessman. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna say he's a small businessman. I don't know if I'm gonna say. I'm, I don't know if I'm. Gonna, I, they're smarter businessmen. I don't even know that. I just know he, he played the well game. He understood the well game and he played it. I'm not gonna be. The, I'm not gonna say he's a smart businessman. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say he looked at the rule book and said, "This how you play the game." Uh, we don't. The, which brings us back to why we talked about billions. So I told. So we was talking me and Keys, and I said, "Bro, my most favorite character in Billions is Chuck Daddy." He said, "Dang, that's interesting, trap." I said, "Here's why." Chuck fought the idea that he came from privilege. He didn't want to be a part of it. He didn't want to follow none of the rules. He didn't want to follow none of the uh, rituals. But he always used them when he needed them. You feel me? Like he didn't want to be a part of them, but he always used them when he needed them. You feel me? But the reason why his daddy was so important to the everything because Chuck's daddy represented the old law. And no matter how far we go along in the game if we leave the old law we have nothing to look back on. We have nothing to get reference from and that's all Chuck daddy kept telling him "Bruh, stop acting like this this is what you come from. Use it to your advantage. So every time Chuck got in a position, his daddy was like, stupid, use the old law. You keep going through all this BS, use the old law. And so, Keyes was like, damn. So Keyes dug in. So Keyes said, trap, you know what's dope about that that you say that? Not only did he tell him use the old law, but he tried to reintroduce him to, let me see the word that Key says. What happens when you have, damn. I wish I had my phone. I'll call keys. Let me see if I can call them right quick. Can we get a can I call them right quick, Jose? Let's call 19 keys right quick, y'all. Let's see if we can call 19 keys right quick, y'all. Y'all wanna call 19 keys right quick? Y'all wanna call 19 keys right quick? The old guard, that's what he said too, Beast By Dre. He might be, he in California, so I don't know what he got going on. He know, Keys, he might be somewhere in the tent blowing a whistle. He might be in a tent on the, he might be listening to Andre 3000 flute album. Talking about high frequency. Then he ain't answer for me. Oh, there you go, my dog, finally answered. Damn, I hung up on it. Alright, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the Keys, y'all about to get a damn. There you go. So, y'all about to get a keys and trap right quick. My brother. What up with the gun? So, you live right now.
3: You okay? Blessings to the trappers out
0: there. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to hold you closer here so you so they can hear you. You feel me? Don't worry about... Yes, I know what you look like, man. So, you know what I look like. So, you're going to talk to my chest a little bit, yeah? So, yeah. remember we was on the thing. We was talking about Chuck Daddy. So, I'm telling them about the conversation that the beautiful conversation that me and you had. Yeah. And so I remember one of the things we talked about when I told you my favorite person on the show was Chuck's dad, and then you said something. When we started talking, I was telling you why I say, bro. I said he was just trying to get Chuck to always go back to the old law. You was like the old guard, and then you said something to me that was important, and I can't remember the words you used. You was like he was trying to get Chuck, and we talked about it. And we said we don't have it today. And what was it? It wasn't uh, rules and regulation. Uh, you said something to me that oath and codes. oath and code, that's what it is. Oats. Yeah. so Keith said the old guard had oats and codes, and the oats and the codes is the regulation that you need because they, they they put that in place for a reason. So, yeah, Key's, so I want together. there you go. So, I want to have a brief conversation with you. You aren't trapping to this. Your you, 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 your voice going to be on. So talk yeah. to us or importance of for a second about oaths and codes and why they're important.
3: Well, see, you can't build anything without oaths and codes. The oath and the code, and which really goes down to the values and the rituals as well. When you build something off, the way you maintain it is by maintaining the rituals of that entity. Right, that's how you keep something together because this is how you pass it on throughout time. If I say we got an organization, and you know the one thing that we value is respect and we go wear black, and every Sunday we go do this particular ritual where we do so and so and so if you pass those if you pass that ritual down to your son right then that continues to follow as an entity throughout time. And then you tell them that you can't change nothing about this ritual. Everything about it has to maintain. And anybody else, and, and you can do that. That's how you take something from the 1900s to the 2000s, right? Because what we end up doing is we become space territorial where we want space. This is my space. But people that got real power, they become time territorial. This is my age, right? This is how you rule in the next 10, 20. 30 40 50 years by keeping the codes of something together right so what is the code to culture what is the code to society what is the code to america one would say the constitution it took about three months for them to come together to create you know the ideas the orders the structures the rules the codes that go into the constitution and the reason why america is as powerful as it is is because they learn how how to follow particular rituals and codes. That's the constitution of America. And it's a check and balance system. So when they always talk about the threat to democracy is when you do an unconstitutional thing is when you're not following the codes, you're not following the ritual. Um, Donald Trump was probably the biggest threat to America. You know, in the same way where you look at Mike Prince in the show Billions is because, you know, he wasn't following those codes. So he breaks the illusion of what the thing is. He threatens the foundation of the entity because now somebody else may not want to follow the code as well. And when the further you get away from what the original idea as an original entity is, the further you get away from it being what it is in a. first place the nation of islam is a good place to look at you got to come in you got to be well shaved you got to learn general orders you have to learn actual facts you have to learn the codes right there's a certain there's 36 laws there's a certain way of behavior that you have to come in and if you don't follow that then it's an easy way to tell that you're not a part of the structure Mm -hmm. right it's the same thing in different religions whether it's islam right and whether you're going to the pierce of Christianity, you know what I mean, whatever you may be following, everything can be traced back to an original code, that formula that makes it what it is. And what we miss today in society is having any codes, which means there's no standards to hold people to. How can you hold somebody accountable if there are no standards, if there are no values that people decided to uphold? Right? So, when people lose their own codes, and when people lose their own values, people call that selling your soul. And the culture sells its soul so many different times, you can't even tell you what his identity is. So, the people who have the most power in this world, they have the oldest codes that they maintain a stronghold of power and control over. Look at the, the, the family out there in London. Yeah, I mean, I forget their goddamn name, but they follow the same rituals over and over and over. And I went to London And I went to the parliament, they got a ritual where the queen has to walk in a particular door, she has to walk a certain way, and these four angels above inside this place have to see her, and it's like, this has been done for the last hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So that thing is maintained, right, from its original essence, but if they start switching it up, it becomes something completely different. So this is a framework for if. If you want to build power, this is a framework for, you know, if you want to create an organization or you want to create an institution, something that can last beyond time. Right. It's the same thing that goes in a micro stance. If you're talking about branding, you create a brand, you have to create a sigil, which is, is, you know, creating a symbol that is connected to it. Right. And then you get meaning to that symbol. All of this shit goes into a metaphysical you know reality, but we don't really look at it that way because we don't study the roots of things. We just study, we just look at the causes and the effects of mm-hmm. stuff. So for me, you know, what is the code to being a trapper? You know, what I mean, it's about not being emotional. It's about following the fundamentals. Ah! You I mean, just, <laughs> no matter how you feel, if you follow those codes, you gonna get those results. The moment right. you start following those codes, to be like, but what I feel. Now you're not getting the results that's followed and connected, what it means to be a trapper.
0: Yeah. Big dog shit. So watch this. So I know that was the conversation me and you had. And I was just telling them how we went through, it's crazy you talked about it. So we went through the idea of what Donald Trump, Mike Prince, Chuck's dad. And we had, we went on that for a minute, and I was, and I was telling them that I was like, yo, like, I said that's what Trump was. He didn't. So much care about the I didn't know what you said. I said, but well, he didn't care about the rules and regulations of America. His whole thing was, how do I put the Trumps in power? You know what right. I'm saying? How do I set the Trumps up? And so, as I listen to you, and as we, you know, we always dialogue in such a profound way. My thing for you would be this: like as a as a high level conversation, as a as a genius, as the as the king that you are, the godbody that you are. Because you tell us what. Just give us three three of your personal oaths and codes that you live by that help you operate at such a high level like you said for me it's for me I can tell you it's not having that emotional uh weariness right is what does the data tell me right that's important um, being firm on that right another thing is for me is what is the proper programming I have in place that helps me operate a certain way? And then I could dig deeper into that, right? Cause I understand that I had to reprogram myself, right? Because I had to set certain, uh, I had to re, I had to hardwire myself, right? And I had to set certain parameters around how I'm moving and how I'm operating. So if I could ask you that, what would be two things you could tell me? Give me two things that, that are, that are hardwired into you being 19 keys. I think the the first
3: one is being a god. Yep. Um, you know, Doctor Wesley says something very deep and profound. He said, "A lot of people, you know, do religion to follow God." He said, "We do religion to be gods." Mm-hmm. And when you understand what that means on a deep, deeper, fundamental level, I've utilized that throughout my whole life. You know, I was taught that I was a god at a very young age, and what that meant was there's protocols that go into that as well, right? So a protocol into being a guide, you have to have knowledge of self. Oh. Right? You have to know who you are because knowing who you are allows you to know where you are. It gives you coordinates so that you can move forward. Right. So for me, it's about bowing down into my own greatness and bowing down to others greatness. I have to follow that protocol. You know what I'm saying? It's rising above emotions into the thinking of a God, mm. Right. So as you talked about with your fundamentals, when I move, I have to always move a strategy. Right. What's, well, not what I feel, but what's the best? What do I think? right i'm a deductive thinker i deduce a lot of things right so for me it's all about gathering information to become a high level observer to not
2: be controlled by what i see but to control what i see also means applying the
3: meaning of what you're given right two people can see a circumstance you can see a, 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 a something happen in front of you something can happen in your life One person can be reactive to that. And another person can process it as information. They can say, no, that's a warning for another event to come. Or maybe, you know, this means this, that, and the third. When you have a high level of functional and executive consciousness and your mind works, you apply the meaning to decide what the symbols, decide what the signs, decide what things mean in your reality so they continue to allow you to function at a high level, right? I believe in... Another one is living at your edge. Mm. If, if you don't live at your edge, you can't truly be respected. You know what I'm saying? If you don't live at your edge, meaning that if you're not going about, you know, being your highest, truest version of what you know your potential is, you can't have an idea of a greater version in you in your head that you know that you can see. Whether you believe that this is going to be an easy route or an obtainable route, you have to live in accordance to being able to bring out your higher self. Mm. Right? So I can't allow myself to see myself with millions of dollars or to see myself with tens of thousands of acres or changing the world or schools around the world or whatever it may be. If I see it in my head, then that means that I have to go on that mission to get that done Other and it don't matter if I accomplish it all the way but I have to be living in accordance to that vision and you know the, the last on the cold side is is for me is about being a futurist so I always sit down and I think about and I reflect and I meditate on what's to come and I do that to change my normalcy bias and oh. right? My, my normalcy bias is always what I think is normal at the moment, so it's hard for you to accept what's to come, right? So when new technology comes, new forms of doing things come, it makes it hard for people to accept it, so they reject it, and they're slow to react because they haven't thought about, you know, what would the future be? So by the time the future comes, they have an old norm in their mind and they rejected it i'm always changing my normalcy bias and living in the future so by the time it happens it's already normal to Mm. me because i've already lived it so it makes me faster to react to things and how to interact with those things because i've already accepted these things as to be normal because i've conditioned my mind to live ahead of time right and so you know for me it's about having that oath to if we talk about Oaths outside of codes is number one never to be impressed by anything and when i say anything i mean anything outside the god self if you allow yourself to be impressed by something that thing that you're impressed by can be used to control you mm. right so i can go to any place in the world and be in any room and i won't allow a person's assets or ex. Or power or thing impress me because at that moment I can be compromised. The integrity of what makes me who I am, right, can be compromised and, and that impression can really control me. So I always say I'm not impressed by nothing but God, right? And so I have an oath to speak truth to power, you know what I mean? and create solutions to problems, right? And always, always stand on that
0: forever. Love. Man, I appreciate you tonight for coming through, blessing the oh, man, trappers. Yeah, they, they don't know this is a conversation that we have always. You're like, this yeah, okay. is how we vibe, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Peace to the God, man. I'll talk to you. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. Yes, peace. sir. Yes, sir. All right, we gonna... Hey, today Move on, bro. <laughs> Jose, how they feel about that? Right, the people like it that? The people liked that. And I see some people saying Trap is Oats, not... I'm from New Orleans, yo. Oats. What the fuck you want me to say? How? How do you want me to say it? How? It's oats. It ain't oats. Oats. I'm not about to put all that tongue into that, man. What the fuck? Oats, man. If you can't get it, it's on you, man. God damn. You know what? I, you know what? You know the crazy thing about our culture, bro. It's so crazy. So prime example. Today I posted my homie D One. So I paid uh, I paid a thousand dollars for his album. And so many people in the comments said, oh, Russell did that first. Oh, that's LaRussell's blueprint. And in my mind, I'm like, what the hell that got to do with anything? What the hell that got to do with anything? I paid a $1,000. It was a proud-to-pay moment. Right? Like, so Nipsey had proud-to-pay and then he had uh, you know pay your price and so people was like oh he stole that from a little Russell and I was like Bro, what that got to do with anything it's two men that's saying we going to go against the system in my mind that's what that says in my mind that said these are two men that's going against the system Nipsey did proud to pay what well, he charged hundred dollars. That's, that's men that said we're going to go against the system. But so what? So what? Bro, we will find a way to make something a competition or make comparison or take away from something. something. Bro, the dude saying I don't want to go against So what? Okay, maybe he did get it from LaRussell. I don't know. Maybe he just felt like, bro, the system ain't paying me my worth. The system ain't paying me my worth. He's a creative artist. He put a lot of time and effort into his art au- and he realized the streams is robbing him. He's not on a major label, just like Russell. They not on a major label, so they going to get more money from their fans because if you a Russell fan or you a, you a D1 fan, you a fan. You going to support him. If you're a trap fan, you're going to support. So, if I get five, six hundred people come to a show, I feel ecstatic about that. Because I did it with no marketing team behind me, did it with no big corporation, nothing against nobody, I'm just saying me. I did that for my support. So, what you going to say, somebody else did the tour first? So what? So what? So what? The man realized, yo, I don't got a machine behind me. I am the machine. My followers are my supporters or my ammunition. My my supporters are how I eat. Bro, I'm going to let y'all pay whatever y'all want to pay me. Just know I put my heart into it. People paying the man $20, $30, $40. I'm like, bro, I've been seeing you grind since you was, bro, here go a grand. I ain't tripping. Man, little Russell did it first. So what? Did you buy it? So why, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why do we find ways? Like I want the culture to answer that question for me. Why do we find ways to do that to ourselves? Why do we do that? Why do we find ways? Why do we find ways to bring each other down? Why do we find ways to compare ourselves to another black person that did it? So what? That means that was a great idea. So what? You should have the time up there. I can't see it. It say nine minutes to me. You feel me? Why do we find ways to do that to each other? Like, why is it so hard for us to be like, yo, guess what, bro? You doing it for nothing? Guess what, bro? Before I say, well, the Russell did it or like this, bro, let me go buy it for $2. Let me go buy it for $5. Bro, I'll give you $5. I'll give you $8. I ain't tripping. I'm going to go wait. And here's my thought process behind it. That's my dog. I rock with D1. I've been rocking with D1. Guess what? I done gave these white folks $1,000 for a pair of tennis shoes that I work out in. I done bought some stuff on GP. Like, Man, I don't really want that no more. I'm tripping. I don't know why I bought that. So if I know my brother done put hard work and effort into something. Bro, here. I know the work you're putting in. And here's the next thing we were do in the culture. Oh, you cloud chasing. Anytime you challenge the system. Now, here's my thing. I rock with Ross. I rock with Ross. I don't got no problem. That's my dog. So, I'm going to always see from both sides. I'ma, for me, I'm going to always look at both sides of the spectrum. But I've also been one years ago that said, yo, the music hurting us. I, that's one of my viral videos I say bro the music hurting us but Ross like I ain't mad at a Rick Ross for Mick but I'm also just because I don't, just because I agree with D1 don't mean I ain't gonna rock with Ross either alright that's my dog I rock with him I go to the house we chop it up we talk on no bullshit but that, that also don't take away from some of the stuff he's doing But watch this. That's what he do. I'm going to make it even further. Watch this. I got homies when I was in the streets that did heroin. Did I stop liking them? Or did I stop respecting them because nope, you know what I did? I did my best to help them. I did my best to show them, bro, this ain't you. One of my homies we put him in a house for 21 days, bro. I ain't never seen a man cry to kick a habit. I'm talking about pooped on himself, pissed on himself, throw it up, wanted to kill us, everything. He went from wanting to kill us one minute to crying and two minutes later, I'm sorry. I don't. 21 days, we put him in that thing. Guess what? He ain't did, he ain't did it since. And what I'm saying to that is this. Bro, we can see the world from two different ways. I even told D this. I said, bro, I ain't going to lie. I love what you're doing. Everybody not going to see your vision. Everybody not going to see your vision, bro. But guess what? That don't mean don't keep going all in on it. Challenge whoever you want to challenge, bro. I said, don't fold, though. The worst thing you could do when you when you stand on something is to fold on it. He said, Trap, I ain't folding. It's me. Say, if you feel in your mind, bro, that you doing the right thing and you feel like this is what God told you to do, bro, bro, I ain't mad at that. But we so disconnected from ourselves. And I watched this thing called a social dilemma, Jose. And bro, I've, I swear to God, when I looked at that, the dude said one of the most profound things to me out of everything on there. He said, this thing, this machine is designed to change the way you see the world, the way you see yourself, the way you feel happy about yourself, not all at once, but a little bit each day. He said, a little bit each day. A little bit. So watch this. Bro, a little bit each day you change how you see the world. And you start to think in a way that you you start adapting certain things and you start thinking it's normal. Not realizing a little bit each day you change your perspective. A little bit each day you gravitated toward this. That's why it's so important for us to unplug from them. But I told my dog D that. I said, bro, I I, I I can't go against Ross. I can't go against you because I see both perspective. I even like Joe Button. Like, I rock with Joe. Do I think Joe is wrong for saying he gonna get shot? I say, yeah, I think he's wrong for that because I don't think he should have put that in the air on another black man. But that's Joe being Joe. He gonna speak his mind. But my thing is, as a people and as a culture, bro, we gotta stop being so loud against one another and we not as loud against the people that's oppressing us. I saw a video the other day. Six little dudes in New Orleans. All of them got assault rifles. Cut. 223s, AK-47s. They walking up the street broad daylight to go shoot an op. Watch this. I can guarantee you one police call spin the bin, everybody going to break out running. I can guarantee you. One police call could spin the bin, and if it's a white man, everybody going to break out running and throw the guns. Why are we so heavy on tearing each other down? Why are we so quick This is what I said on one of my tweets, bro. I'm going to end it when I say this. Bro, a black man disrespect another black man, the first thing coming to his mind is, I'm going to kill him. A black man do something you don't like, the first thing you say, I'm going to kill him. It's one of the first things coming to your mind. White man do it to you? Man, that's some foul shit, bro. Man, that's messed up, dog. I'm tired of these people. Why are we so quick to kill hurt harm, and take each other down but we don't got the same energy towards the people that have been oppressing us all right let's go a little further all right no fun shot the market this year so shorts have lost 216 12 I'm sorry shorts have lost 12.68 billion dollars year to date betting against the market Loss is down 80%. They are down 5.5 billion or 24% so far. That was in June. They had 15.85 billion loss. It ain't fun in the market, y'all. You got to be a real gangster to short the market. Y'all got to be a real gangster to short the market. I ain't saying it can't be done. Kind of really ain't my thing. Let's go a little further. Watch this, look at this. Here's the stock that's been shorted. $16 billion in Tesla, $9 billion. I like to give y'all stats. $9.1 billion, um, Raytheon, um, Exxon, $7.5 billion. IBM, it's crazy. IBM today is at a price it hasn't been in 20 years. Where's Zay at? Zay! Oh, Zay, I see you. Zay, go look up IBM, Zay. IBM is a dinosaur. But man, the stock is, this year has been one of the best years it has in decades. It's at levels today it hasn't been in in years. Zay, go look at IBM, it's crazy. Charter, if you don't know what that is, is another telecommunications. Chevron, Airbnb, Blackstone, Applied Materials, Occidental. These are the heaviest, shortest stocks this year. And guess what? That's a lot of money lost. Let's go a little further, Zay. Last one I'm going to give y'all right here. Then we're going to go to Flush It or Flip It. This is the last one I'm going to give y'all. Watch this, bro. Check this out, Jose. This is crazy. The U.S. military. Check out Steve with that graphic. That's cold-blooded, though. That's cold-blooded right there. Shout out to my dog, Steve. Watch this, y'all. The U.S. military. Base Systems and General Dynamics are now coming out with these new artillery shells these shells can now shoot a whopping three miles. Huh? What do you think they going to go at? They can go up to two miles at 45 miles an hour. Uh, 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 Not about uh, a second bruh two miles? Three miles, cuz? Huh? They say this top of the knob right here. You no, that's a shell. That's not a that's not a missile, cuz. that's That go in a gun. that's Bruh, that's not a that's that's not a missile. That's a that's a ah two to three miles at 45 per second, bruh bruh that's different and look at these base systems and general dynamics will begin production this and ship it to Ukraine some kind of way I feel like they are gonna end up in our neighborhood bruh so this this how what? Uh, Bro, this not going in a tank. This going in a gun that you can buy. Bro, you talking about that thing hitting 45 miles a second going two miles. That's 26 blocks. Bro, that's 26 blocks. Because a mile is 13 blocks. I remember that from marching in the band. Miles, thirteen blocks. We had the march. Two. How many miles we marched? Parade, thirteen miles. Parade, thirteen miles. So that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Anyway, bases and general dynamics gonna come up with this. Let's go to it. And flush it up. Flip it. Let's go, man. Shit, I done lost my shit. Hold up, y'all. All right, y'all, we going to go to flush it up, flip it. Y'all know we're doing right here, but I forgot my damn notes. I done lost my notes, y'all, right quick. All right, here we go. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, that's crazy. You know they coming to a hood near us, y'all. We need to, We need to be ready. Some kind of way. I don't know how AK-47s and grenades hit New Orleans one time. I was scared to death. They come fresh off the chain, the train. All right, man. First company is Lamb Research. Ticket symbol L-R-C-X. Hmm? L-R-C-X. Design. Reimbursement of semiconductor equipment. The stock is up 62% year-to-date. Now, if you done been in some of my webinars, this was one of the companies I gave you. How we feel about it, Jose? Flush it up, flip it? They refurbish and redesign semiconductor equipment. LRCX, land research. How we feel about it, Jose? I like it. Next one is MAA. So this one designs, uh, it's a REIT. They acquire and develop apartments. If you're in Atlanta, if you're in Atlanta, Houston, you'll see that MAA sign all over. You'll see that MAA sign all over. They specialize in building condos, apartments, your high-rises, that's the one. They the one building your high-rises. All right, they're down 19% year-to-date. How y'all feel about them? Flush it up, flip it. Half and half? Good. I got y'all. Check it out. All right, next one. Digital Realty Trust. Ticket symbol DLR. They're a data center uh, network. They do cloud digital media Also, financial service. Some of your biggest tech companies have their data with DLR. They also pay a 4% dividend. It's a real estate investment trust. DLR. Jose, how we feel about that? How we feel about that, y'all? DLR. Up 36% year to date. I'm going to tell y'all something. As we go into tech more and more and more, these data centers and cybersecurity will be some of the best investments you can make. Data centers, cybersecurity will be some of the best investments you can make. Say it again. Data centers and cybersecurity can be two of the best investments you can make. DLR. Flush the flip, Jose. I like it. C-X-X. CSX, it is a railroad company. They're a railroad-based freight that they with transportation. They're one of the big four when it comes to railroads. They're one of the big four when it comes to railroads. Railroads have a duopoly. They got two on one side, two on the other side. They control the world. They up 7% year-to-date, pay a pretty nice dividend. C-S-X, how you feel about that, Jose? I'm not mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Either. All right, next one. Airbnb. Up 52% year to date. Up 52% year to date. Airbnb, Airbnb, heavy growth company. Heavy growth company. Y'all know what they do. They Rent your houses out in you. You buy real estate, you do your short-term rental. Some of y'all been getting the apartments, leasing the apartments out. Then people going to catch y'all. Then people keep telling y'all, no short-term lease. Don't call me. Airbnb, 52% year-to-day. How we feel about it, Jose? I like it. All right? Alaska Air. Now, during the pandemic, I said this was probably one of the only companies that I would buy because they had 19 months worth of cash on the side. They just purchased a company today, Hawaiian Air. They down 18% percent year to but today they had a hell of a, they had a hell of a, hell of a day with that acquisition. Airbnb, I mean, uh, Alaska Air, how you feel about it? Minus. 18%. Huh? I'm flushing. 57, say what? I don't like it. All right. Next one. Lamb, Lamb Western. Now, they specialize in the distribution of frozen Potatoes. This is the company McDonald's get their potatoes from. They up twelve percent year to date. Lamb, Lamb, lamb. lamb Weston, how we feel? Nah. <laughs> Toxic, bro. Huh? I flushed the beat. No, but I don't know. Bill Gates own it? I don't think he got them, though. Man, I don't trust Bill Gates. Bill Gates doing some wild shit. All right, next one. MOH. Watch this. They are 12%. It's a health care service provider. They specialize in Medicaid and Medicare. They're specialists in Medicaid and Medicare. How we feel? I like that for sure, Money. How they feel, Jose? Hey? All right, I'm gonna give y'all another time. Next one Cartiva CTVA. The company is a seed and a seed and crop protector. Uh, they deal with agriculture and they protect fertilizer and supply chains. The company is down 25% year to date. I might short them next year. I might like, short them. How we feel about them? CTVA. <laughs> Why you look at me like that, Jose? They getting flushed. They getting flushed, dog. Alright, next, take two interactive. Listen, y'all know what it is, right? Some of your best video games. Where my <laughs> where my people at? You feel? Where my modern warfare? my Call of Duty people at? Stock is up 48% year to date. How we feel about it? How we feel about it, Jose? All right, man. Let's go flush it up. Let's get into our 1-800-TRAPPER hotline. Let's go.
3: What's up, Trappers? Wallace from Houston, Texas. And my question is, is there a particular sector that you see a lot of potential growth in that you're looking to
0: build a position in as you transition and rebalance your portfolio for the year 2024? Thank you in advance. Appreciate you. Boy, my boy got that UPS. He got that route. My boy on that route. My boy got the the next sweater. It's Cody Houston. I wonder if it's Cody Houston. Yep, so good thing, King. I appreciate you for being in there. Uh yep, uh I actually like, again, I talked about it, cybersecurity and data centers. Cybersecurity and data centers. I like cybersecurity. And data centers. Going into this next, I think that's gonna be huge. As the world shifts into these chips and chips and chips and chips, I think it's gonna be, I think the chips gonna get over flooded. I think the data center and the cybersecurity are less flooded and gonna give us a lot more potential, Jose. Data centers, cybersecurity. Good job, family! Let's go
2: next! Hey, what the dude trap? It's your boy, Malik, from NYC. You know what we do out here. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to get better at the buying home game. I know in order to, to do that, I need to understand the business I'm buying into. So, I've done some of the courses, and I'm still having a hard time trying to break down a, a, a company. I've been trying to look at the Microsoft that I bought into, but I don't want to buy anymore. You know, I know it's good. I wanted to break it down to kind of prove myself that it is good. I wonder if you can help me out with that. Thank you. My dog in affairs?
0: My dog in affairs. Damn. My dog in affairs. Run it back, two I missed it. I was tra- in my mind. I was caught up. I said, "Damn, my dog in the
2: feds." Hey, what a do trap. This your boy Malik from NYC. You know we do out here. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to get better at the buying home game. I know in order to, to do that, I need to understand the business I'm buying into. So I've done some of the courses, and I'm still having a hard time really trying to break down a a, a company. I've been trying to look at the Microsoft that I bought into, but I don't want to buy any more, you know, I know it's good. I wanted to break it down to kind of prove myself that it is good. Mm. I wonder if you could help me out with that. Thank you.
0: No, 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 they ain't Malik. They ain't Malik. Know, yeah. They ain't Malik. He, my guy, my guy in the, in, the, in the community. Yep, so I can help you with that. So, Microsoft is definitely an interesting company. So, they got a lot of new assets, right? They got a lot of new assets. And, um, hey, put 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 Jaden Teague on timeout. Put him on timeout. Put, put Jaden Teague on timeout. We don't do that in here, man. We don't do that to the family up in here, man. That's family. We don't do that to family, man. We don't do that to family. Um... What I will say is, so one of the things is you can put a value on the new assets that they have. So, meaning, go look at the new assets that Microsoft have that they're acquiring, and then go look at the revenue that the new assets are producing. Right, so here's what I want you to do. Go look at the old revenue outside of the new assets they had. So now you got to go look back. You want to convince yourself. Right, go look at the old assets they have and what they was producing. Go look at the revenues on them. They're going to tell you that. And then look at the new assets and what's the revenue forecast on what the new new revenue is producing. Once you do that, you can get an idea. And if you was in Trap Masters, you would do something called... uh, Damn, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't get it in my head. It's going to come to me. Damn, I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, once you do that, Once you put that analysis on what they are, the next thing we can do is ask ourselves, I'm going to put this out there, though, look at the WACC, that's the WACC, and then go look on the return on invested capital, right? And go see if that return on invested capital is more than that WACC. That'd be good, right? We can put that in. Then you can do the thing in there I got called enterprise value. And once you put the enterprise value in there, the enterprise value because that's in the Wall Street Trapping course, the enterprise value will give you and you in that. So what I would do is I would take the enterprise value and the triple beam value and compare both of them to that. And that'll definitely give you a idea. I hope I helped you right there, Malik. I appreciate you, King. Thank you for being a part of the community, man. Salute, brother. Let's go a little further. Hey,
4: trap. This is Irma from L.A. Shout out to all my L.A. trappers. Look, I remember you used to say that um, you never took the not never, but at a certain point on your journey, you wasn't taking the market serious. And so, my question to you is, like, what were you, what was your thoughts? What was your thoughts that led up to that, and decided to make you actually take the market serious? And then, how did that manifest? like into reality. You know, like you had the thoughts like okay, I need to take it more seriously, but then how did that translate to your everyday everyday life? Like was it like I got to be more on the stock, you know, like I got to check the news every day or I got to read up on 10Ks or whatever every day? Like what was that for you? Like, you know, thank you. Thank you for all that you do. <laughs> I'm like I try everything out, but no, that's good. Yeah. Thank you for all that you do for real.
0: First of all, I want to know how you get to walk that slow. Yo, that scroll was so slow. Like, I, don't, I can't do that if I try. You feel me? That was a dope, slow scroll, right? Then she laughed at that's how she was like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> What's good, queen? Uh, So first, I get it. So, yep, I didn't take the market serious at one point. Uh, For me, it was understanding that, for me personally, there wasn't another vehicle that I personally knew of that could print money this way. Right. There wasn't another vehicle that I knew that could print money for me this way. Um, and once I knew that, once I knew that, I was like, "All right, Well, this can probably get me out the street if I dedicate to it. And I remember going to cuz and I told cuz, "Yo, I'm gonna quit my job to do this. Remember that cuz? I said, I'm going to quit my job to do this. So I understood how serious it was, and I understood, and I'm going to be honest with you, you know, this was the other side of me, but I simply said, if these white people can make all this money doing this, I know the hell I can. I, don't mean, I mean to say it like that, but I hope I ain't hurt nobody's feelings, but that's what I told myself. i was like, if these white people can make all this money doing this, I know I can. You feel me? Because we'll still be climbing pipe racks. And I remember, I used to tell myself, so remember I told y'all something earlier, and I don't think y'all really paid attention to me when I said it. I don't know if y'all think i just be talking to talk, but I told y'all something. When you tell yourself something, you got to give an emotion to it, and you got to give a feeling like a picture of it. So one of the things for me was I'm working in this cold. I'm getting up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Driving an hour, two hours to get to these work. And these white folks think they control me because they paying me $30 an hour. Man... And I used to be looking at my stocks and I should to be looking at these people on these computers, all on my phone. Sudden Such just made 50 million a day. What? Sudden Such 100 million. What? And I'm not going to lie. I told myself I will never be a millionaire doing this. They don't pay me enough. They don't pay me enough. It would have been different if I was getting paid $200,000, $300,000 a year. Bro, I was making $120,000, $130,000 a year on a good year. Making 130 dollars dollars But I ain't got no off days. I'm working seven days, 12 hours a day. I'm getting a weekend. I'm getting a, a day off. 13 and ones. Me and Cuz doing this to each other, seen it. I knew I wasn't going to never get where I wanted to be doing that. And so every day I went to work, I started resenting going to work. So, you know how people be saying like. You got to you got to you got to put the same effort in work that you would put into yourself. I-, I couldn't do it. And I couldn't do it once I got exposed to the fact that this game was making people millionaires. So, before I should go to work, I should be killing it. Like, because I was like, yo, I ain't in the street no more. So, because I ain't in the street no more, and I'm still making more money than the average street dude, I'm making 20, 23, 24, 25, sometimes 3,000. Before a $3,000 check after tax, I probably don't work a couple 16 hour days. I come home, I'm, look, cuz, I'm, I'm sleepy, sleepy. And he about to go. I'm about to go. we pulling up, I said, you. So you get, you get like two 16-hour days in plus some 12s. Bro, you tired. Plus I'm carrying I'm tired. So I have to be like, man, I'll never, and so the more I, and I'll never forget it. Once I really locked in, I used to go, I used to take breaks on my own. So you got a 9 o'clock break, you got a 12 o'clock break, you got, you got a 2 or 3 o'clock break. Bro, I'm taking a break at 10 o'clock. I'm taking another... Like, Nick. dude hating to work with me. Dude like, bro. I'm like, man, you tripping, dog. I knock out what I got to knock out. Man, you tripping, dog. I'm going in the porter john I'm on the phone. Look, I'm texting cuz. Hey, boy, you see that, boy? Man, look at this. I'm sending them screenshots. Look at this, cuz. Look at this, Cup. I started hating. I started hating going to work. Especially when I started hate going to work, and my I was to look at my account, and there's a it was times where I'm making more for my money in the market than my check at the end of the week, and that that was a that was one of the moments that really like touched my. Spirit. It touched my spirit and it touched me in a way I was like, yo, this ain't, this ain't it. This ain't it. So I started investing my money more and more. I started, now I started saying, you know what? I'm about to work these 60 hours, these 70 hours, these 80 hours. I'm about to take these $2,500 checks and I'm about to invest 70% of it. All right, this is a week the rent And me and my partner was standing up. When I moved from with cousin and I moved out of town, me and my partner used to pay half on the rent. The rent was like $1,500. dollars we going half on the rent. I'm paying a light bill. He paying a water bill. And I'm sending my daughter the, the, the money home. Bro, I'm, that's how I was at. I'm sleeping on the air mattress. I was making sacrifices. I'm on the air mattress, Jose. Reading the Warren Buffett book. I'm on the air mattress. Look, you roll on this side, the bag go down. Wake up in the morning, the bag up the down. You gotta get oh, yeah. two o'clock in the morning. You gotta hit the button. Mm. Don't get me start patching it up with tape. You feel me? So I was like, all right, this ain't it for me. I'm not gonna save my way to being a millionaire. And I got to work my ass off to get the money to invest to be a millionaire. All right, we're going to take this game all the way serious. And I'm going to take it so serious, it's going to hurt. I'm going to take it so serious, it's going to hurt me. I don't, and my cousin right here can tell you, man, I wasn't doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing, I'm paying the bills. I don't want to go out. I don't want to do nothing but invest and learn. I don't want to do nothing. And while I was doing that, did that for a little while, started playing with the options a little bit. I remember I made my first $100. I showed my team, 2018. I showed my people in my group. Man, look, I made $100. I was happy. I made $500 in a day. I'm happy. I'm like, ooh, what? So then I started comparing. If I made $500 a day, it take me a day and a half to make 500 at the taxi. So when you work in them type of jobs, you don't really bang out until after you hit 40. Now you're getting a time and a half. Okay, well, I get 40 by Wednesday evening. All right, so that means Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that time and a half. I want them to hit me with the Sunday so I can get the double. Okay. So it was for me once, and I know it's kind of elongated, Queen, but... I started realizing that I'm selling myself short and I ain't going to never hit my goal. And it's not for everybody. I'm not going to never hit my goal depending just on these white folks. I got to take my own financial freedom in my own hand. And once I saw how powerful the game was, I said, screw these white folks and their job. This ain't nothing against white folks. I'm talking about the white folks out working for. And they were prejudiced in plants. They was on some real crack stuff on them plants. It, they would let you know it's their world. That goddamn son to come on a job, ain't been doing it for 18 months. How he my lead man? How he my foreman? He don't know what I know. Oh, that's his dad. His dad of the foreman, his grandpa the GF, and his Paul probably run the job. His dad retired. Oh, okay. Okay. It wasn't until I came to Atlanta and worked on a Falcon Stadium. That changed my whole financial life. I ain't going to lie. I made that foreman on the Falcon Stadium. Them them suckers were paying me 45 an hour. I said, oh, yeah. I got him in a chokehold now. I bled that thing out. Guess who was working, though? Shem 12s. I did it for a year. Seven-twelve. Then went to the night shift. Then left Atlanta, went to Lake Charles. I wanted to be where my, my daughter was born. I went to New Orleans, went to Lake Charles. They was on the 6th I felt like a slave that went, I swear to God. I swore like, I when I came to the A, I felt like I got free. I felt like somebody that left freedom and went back to slavery. Because I would get off and the A was so profound to me, dog. Even the way they worked on that dome was different. The way they worked on that dome, that was a whole, and it wasn't no because they made you made a black man farming, but another black man made me a farmer because he left. And I went back to Louisiana. I was like, bro, what in the Jim Crow? And I just felt like, man, I gave myself a timestamp. I said, once I finish this job here, I'm gone. But watch this. Watch this. I was supposed to be in Lake Charles for four years. Building them, they was building an LNG state. They was building a plant from the ground up to the top. that took take about four, five years. I said, all right, I'm going to be here for about four years. Sasso. I left Sasso and went to uh, LNA, LNG. I went from Hackberry and went to Sasso. I'm sorry. So I said, I'm going to be out here about four years because Lake Charles, they building the plants like crazy. So I said, all right, I got it. I'm gonna be out here about four years. I was close to my daughter, they was working six tens, seven tens, it was in between. Mind you, I gave myself four years. But here's the one thing I always told people, and me and Jose talked about this. Your best move ain't in God's playbook. I said, I'm gonna be here for four years, bro. I was on it for two years. Then people say, cut your beard. I say, the hell. So I said i was to say to get back to the beginning. It's you got to be so committed and you got to tell yourself why nothing outside of this makes sense. You got to tell yourself why nothing outside of this makes sense. So that means even when you think about quitting, when you when you in winter, this still got to make sense. When you in spring, summer, fall, this still got to... This can never not make sense. This always made sense to me and in my mind I always knew this was gonna be my way to freedom now what I've accomplished right now it wasn't on my list but what I will say is because I've accomplished what I've accomplished now I know that there's no limit to what I can do if I stay dedicated to the system all right I quit we got one more Good evening, Trap. This is
1: Jacqueline. I travel abroad quite a bit for work, and there are three South African-based gold and mining companies that I wondered if you had an opinion about. There is Harmony Gold, which is ticker symbol H-M-Y. There's Anglo Gold Ashanti, Uh, which is ticker symbol AEU, and then Sibanye Stillwater Limited, which is ticker symbol SBSW. I wonder if you're familiar with those companies, and um, if you think it might be worth investing in one of them, um, or if you think it's better to just stick with Barrick Gold, and do you think it's still a good time to be investing in gold? I wonder if you are currently invested in Africa or if you have plans to be and what your advice would be to trappers such as me who have an interest in investing in the African continent, whether it be in stocks or real estate or business development. Thank you for your answer and God bless you, your family and your team. (laughs)
0: nope she is so sweet bro bro she is so bro she's so sweet it's nurturing it's like I'm telling you, bro, like, she has such a, you can't even describe it. It's just, I will go to sleep listening to her, bro. Like, you know how they have the, so I go to sleep at, I, go, I got this thing on my phone, I go to sleep listening to Rain. I would be sleeping three minutes. Bro, I would have her on the app, like, telling me the bedtime story. Bro, I would be gone, I would... She's so sweet, man. She's beautiful. I love a good. You know why, bro? I love a good vibrant spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like I love a good vibrant spirit, bro. It's just everybody don't got it. Everybody don't got it. Some people just got that that feng shui. <laughs> anyway, queen. Uh, yep, I would stick with Barry Gold. I would stick with Newman Gold. I would stick with those two. I wouldn't go... I don't like the AAU. I don't like the, uh, HUY. I ran across them a while back. I forgot the other one you said. I don't like those. Um, I actually am, um, looking for... Property in Africa. So, I had a guy when I went to, uh when I went to Tanzania, or Tanzania, uh, I've been going back and forth with him about some property out there, and it was real dope. wasn't that much either. Um, so, you know, that's kind of it right there. I definitely, I'm not a, I'm not so much as looking at African investment stocks or anything, um, but land, I think over the next 10 to 20 years, uh, I think Africa gonna boom. I think over the next, uh, I think over the next ten, twenty years, Africa gonna boom. And I think if we can, I think if we can get a opportunity out there, you got to be willing to sit on it, you know, and develop it. I think that's a good opportunity for you on that, Queen, for sure. Uh, but I would, I would stick with the Barrett Gold. I would stick with Newmont. Um, I think that's your best opportunity. I don't like the other ones. And I know why you went there, probably because the price-wise. But just remember, price don't always mean value. Right? I think uh, I think you want to go with quality. So I think Numa and Barrett would probably be your best two. So that's my answer to that. And thank you, Queen, for always calling in. You are always so uh, soothing. Zanzibar, Another good place. Yep, sure is. It's another good place. All right, let's go, y'all. All right, man. So, man, tonight was such an amazing show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jose, we got a three-hour show out of me today. I think it was an amazing show. I think we had so many nuances to this show, right? Um, I think tonight we hit right at 2,500, if I'm not mistaken. Thank y'all for that. We appreciate y'all for that coming each and every week. Um, we definitely want to get it up to 5,000, so... The goal for us is to keep on getting better, keep on improving. We definitely got some things that we're going to bring to y'all. But here's what I want you to understand, man. Your journey to wealth is predicated on your commitment and consistency to learning. A lot of people always talk about being consistent, being consistent, being consistent. But being consistent at what? Because you can be consistent at doing the wrong thing. What are you consistent at? How are you measuring your growth? What are the metrics that you have in place to let you know you being consistent in the right way? I'll tell you. How consistent are you at saving money to invest? How consistent you are you at investing? How consistent are you at taking a certain amount of money out your check or your business every week to invest? Every quarter, what are you doing to invest in yourself? What books are you reading every month? What habits are you getting away from that keep you from being great. So when we talk about being consistent, we got to dig deep on what is it that we are being consistent at? What does our consistency consist of? My brother 19 Keys came on tonight and I wrote down something he said. He said, we have to control what we see so that what we see don't control us. I think that's so powerful. Who are the people that you letting in your circle? And who are the people you actually letting out your circle? Consistency. If you're looking at the people you've been around for the last 10 years or five years or three years, I want you to consider and ask yourself this. Outside of me loving them and them being my friend and being my family, how have they added to me improving in life? Now, I'm not saying you got to cut them off. What I am saying is you got to now make room for the new. Because you now need people that's going to nurture you you need people that's going to challenge your beliefs. I love people that challenge my belief system. And the reason why I love people that challenge my belief system because it lets me know, am I standing on the right thing? But trap, when somebody challenges you, that means, no, 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 no. we taking the opposition as things that make me better. The perspective of the prism in which you view something that says a lot about you, not the other person. So when somebody challenged my belief, I'm going to ask myself, not questioning myself, but does my belief have legs for me to truly stand on or is it a belief system that I've inherited? Is it a belief system that I've inherited? Because here's what I do know. We've inherited ways we think. We've inherited ways we talk. We've inherited things that we do and they don't all serve us at the best way. And one of my favorite sayings is when an old belief comes in contact with a new truth, which one serves you at the highest level? Say it again. When an old belief collides with a new truth, which one serves you at the highest level? And I think that alone will put us in a different situation instead of us always trying to defend what we believe in ask ourselves if what I believe in does it serve me at the highest level does it get me where I got to go at okay let me make it make sense to you this Christmas I've been spending a lot of money that I don't have this Christmas what can I do with that money better does it serve me more to invest in myself and save and invest in my kids than does this gift That's me taking this vacation. Serve me better. Do I need a peace of mind? Cool. But when I go on a vacation, what am I doing outside of just partying and having a good time? Am I relaxing? Am I bringing material to read? Am I taking a break from society so I can come back and leave this winter and go full throttle into spring? One of the things I want us to do after this show, I want you to decide what season you're in. So I want you to decide trap and I want you to tag me Trap I'm in winter. Trap I'm in summer. Trap I'm in spring. Trap I'm in fall. I want you to be truthful on what season you in. Now watch this Jose, if you in spring or if you in fall, I need you to start preparing because a winter is coming. If you in spring, or if you in summer, or if you in fall, I need you to prepare because at some point you got to go around to get to winter. The worst thing you can ever do is buy winter clothes in winter. You know why? it charges you more. It costs more to buy a jacket in winter than in the summer. It costs more to buy a jacket in the spring than it is in the summer. Go buy you a winter coat now if you're in fall or if you're in spring. I'm not telling you to be pessimistic. I'm telling you prepare. It may be one year from now. It may be two years from now. It may be three years from now. It, here's one thing we know about the life seasons. Sometimes they happen fast. Sometimes you can go through one year and have a winter, spring, summer, fall in one year. You start all January high. You get into March, April, you all right. You get in June, July, you done skip fall and went straight to winter. You don't got bad news after bad news at the bad news at the job after this after that. You like, damn, it was all good just a week ago. So if you're in spring, summer, or fall, I want you to start preparing for winter because the cycle coming. And I don't want you buying winter jackets in winter. I want you to buy them in fall and summer when it's on clearance sale. So when winter comes, you like that? I've been waiting for you. I'm ready for spring. You talking about financial dysmorphia, y'all? It's your boy Wall Street Trapper, episode seventy-two is in the books, y'all. Let's go, baby. All right, man. Check this out. Mercedes, like I say every week. Listen, man. Every Thursday, Jose drop an episode. And then he go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Do us a favor, y'all. Go like the episodes. Go download the episodes. Go share the episodes. It helps us out a lot. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Come join us in the Patreon community. Right? And next week, man, just bring somebody with you. Tell them, look, you ain't got to stay the whole three hours. If If you like it, Stay. If you don't, stay anyway. <laughs> Next week, bring somebody with y'all, man. That's our new rule, man. We get to 3,500 people in the chat. We're going to give 10 people $50. We get to 5,000 people in the chat. We're going to give 10 people $100. And we're going to keep going up, man. We want to thank our people for rocking with us, man. That's your boy, watch. You chop for myself, and the crew, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night.